Welcome back, everybody, to the PC Master Race podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode 82, mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah, I think All so. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> AMD versus NVIDIA. This is the one you've all been waiting for. We've all been, myself included. Yeah. <laughs> I know we wanted to do this one a little bit earlier in the year, but there were a lot of things that just didn't line up. We had AMD teasing the uh, 600 or 6000 series coming out. So they mm-hmm. had like a new graphics card lineup. The 330 series from NVIDIA had just been released uh, when we did our Intel versus AMD well, a couple months prior, but they were mm-hmm. still releasing them. So we knew something was coming from AMD. And then we also knew AMD had some type of upscaling technology, a la like what uh, DLSS. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So, so they we kind of wanted to wait until we saw those technologies, mm-hmm. and also saw if like the new AMD graphics cards cards could do ray tracing, because it it'd be kind of unfair to talk about yeah. Nvidia's new old. graphics cards with AMD's like a year and a half old graphics cards. Yes, yeah, exactly. So and and we. You know, we had to do our own testing, and you literally can't find graphics cards anywhere. So, exactly, yeah, <laughs> don't exist. But there's a load of other people who were able to get graphics cards at super high pricing that wow. posted stuff on YouTube. So we can kind of just like great use that knowledge. Perfect. <laughs> cool. So we are going to. This is going to be a, a heavier topic today. I would say we're going to be talking about AMD and Nvidia, their past of you know when they were competitive and their technologies and kind of where mm-hmm. they're at now. And talk a little bit at the end about ray tracing capability and upscaling technologies that they both have, how they differ, stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, stick around. Um, we never introed ourselves. My name's Dakota. Oh, my name's Jones. And uh, that's it. That's just us. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us this week. And so if you did want to jump straight to the main topic, we do have time codes down in the description. Uh, we do have some like housekeeping stuff to do in in the uh, beginning of this. So if yeah. you just wanted to just jump straight to the main topic, the heavy hitter, the, it's down in the description. We do post episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Yeehaw time. And if you enjoy this content, please think about uh, checking out our Patreon and throwing us a couple bucks if you want. Mm-hmm. It's uh, patreon.com slash PCMRcast, which is Boom. the same thing as literally every... If you use literally PCMRcast, everything, that we everything have. is PCMRcast. <laughs> so if that's... What if somebody did PCRM cast? Plot PCRM cast? Yeah, what if they just what? like change the letters and they're trying to oh. debate everybody? Debate them. That's it's like us. when you get a phishing email and it's exactly. from Goggle, not Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goggles.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Jones, do we have any community events? Um, we always have our ongoing Discord community events, but we don't have any new things as of yet, our game night went really well. The Wheel of Fortune. I don't think we talked about that because it was. We did. Oh, we did. We did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it went really well. Um, it was super fun. So we're looking forward to next month's. I don't think it we was have... our shortest game night because <sighs> everybody guessed everything immediately. Yeah, it was... the first thing we had, PD guessed it in the first try. He didn't. They didn't even get a letter. They're just like, we'd like to solve. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. dude, what is? Does someone have access to our Google Drive or something? Yeah, what is happening? I they, thought I thought you were showing something on the live stream that you yeah, shouldn't have, but I know. I was, no, they guessed it right away. Yeah, so that that content is up on our YouTube channel, which you can find by searching PCMRcast on YouTube as well. That was a really good time. Our game nights are always fun. We we do upload that content on whatever we live stream onto the YouTube, so you can go watch previous episodes. That was a really fun game night, though. We've had, I was. mean, all of our game nights have been fun. I think I feel like because we've been doing them 
you know, consecutively for a couple months now. So it's kind of like we're getting more in groove with like how to get everything going, you know. Yeah. So uh, probably next week we'll be announcing the next one for uh, are we already going into August? Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, we are. For <laughs> August, uh, we'll announce a date. We don't have a date yet, but uh, next week we'll probably have that. But that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Other stuff is just like ongoing in you know, the Discord. Zelda stuff, go work out, get outside the house, etc. If you want to nice. participate in the community, join the Discord. That's basically the easiest way to do it. Awesome. So uh, before we jump into what we've been playing, um, I have, you know, I know that if you're if you've listened to past episodes and now you're listening and you're like, where's John? Like, what has been going on? So we finally got a voicemail. I, I missed the call. I was busy at work, but I got a, a voicemail from John. I was like, oh, sweet. And uh, I'm going to play you that. And here's what it sounds like. I'm Johnny. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. So, uh, as everything with John, uh, it's real weird. That was very strange. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I, I hope he's okay, though. Yeah, probably not. But you know, it is what it is. We'll we'll figure it we'll, out. We'll find out in two months. We'll probably yeah, probably every week. I feel like we'll find out a little bit more about what's going on. So sure, the the story un unfold. reveals itself. Un unreveals itself. Unreveals itself. <laughs> it's Unfo- going backwards un- in time. Un- unfolds maybe. <laughs> unfold something yeah. like that something yeah. like that no 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 this is this is like a whole tenant situation oh where he everything's going backwards and forwards at the same time exactly and i'm confused the entire time i haven't finished the movie and i'm still confused what's happening i've i watched the first <laughs> half now i'm gonna watch the first half backwards and see if i understand what's going on boom dude if you watch the movie in rewind you're gonna be super confused. <laughs> Wait, we should do that. We should watch Tenet from the back to the beginning, like Memento style. That would be insane if a director actually had stuff in the movie, so that mm-hmm. if you watched it like mm-hmm. reversed, yeah. it made sense as well. That like, like a, that would be the ultimate movie. <sighs> yeah, the that, ultimate. I, you movie. might be able to do that with something like Tenet. It's crazy. Because not not so much, not so much. Because but there's they, a lot of forwards, backwards stuff happening at the same time, so it wouldn't be it as does. it wouldn't be as like oh, people walking backwards because there's constantly people walking backwards yeah. and stuff. True, you know I mean? true. You watch in reverse, you're like, wait a second, it makes more I sense understand. watching it in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, we're gonna go over what we've been playing. I'll go first. I haven't played anything. It's I know last week I couldn't shut up because you hadn't really played anything and. Yeah. Uh, as of recording, I worked eleven days in a row, and I was out of town over the weekend. Even when I was wasn't supposed to be working, I had to go out of town for work over the weekend. So I literally did nothing. Like, yeah, I've just been I've been watching TV and movies, and like it's so hot in Texas too. I work outside. Like by the time I come home, if I come home and then I go try to work out and attempt to be a better person, <laughs> um, you know, do that. I come home just and like. Out. I sit on my computer and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm so tired to do anything like mentally challenging mm-hmm. at all. So I end up using, uh, usually just watching like YouTube cooking videos and there just you go. doing nothing. There you go. Dec- That's I'm my turning style. into Dakota. Someone stop me. <laughs> but yeah, what have you been playing? I got back into Doom Eternal because, and this is a topic that I kind of want to talk about for a little bit here. So Doom Eternal, it's a single player game. They do have a multiplayer component, but the core of Doom Eternal is single player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have some DLC that also have like more single player content to them. Yeah. 
But what they do is they have a ton of cosmetics for the Doom Slayer, as mm-hmm. well as your weapons that you use, and as well as like the enemies as well. Okay. So they have skins that you can apply to them. And it's also the same type of content you can use in multiplayer. And it's on the home screen. Like it's all yeah. like shared content of the yeah. cosmetics that you have. And, you know, in the cutscenes in the main campaign, you see those cosmetics on yeah. your character like, and stuff like that. Like so if, they're like worthwhile. Like if you're playing something like Apex or Overwatch, when you click on your character, it shows whatever stuff you already have equipped on your character. Yeah, like Doom's not wise. like that. But like if there's a cutscene, like you yeah. see the Doom Slayer walking yeah. around in a fuzzy like unicorn outfit yeah. if you have that cosmetic, you yeah. know? So it's it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. And for the most part, it's all free. Yeah. From what I can tell. And you unlock a lot of stuff by doing achievements and challenges mm-hmm. in the game in single player and doing like the multiplayer mode that they have, yeah. which is cool. I like that. It gives you something to work towards. But they also have content that they drop every couple weeks mm-hmm. where it's like a limited time pack okay. just to try to get you to play the game again because it is a single player game. So people yeah. play the single player and then they put it down, mm-hmm. right? But what they're doing is they're having content like new skins, new cosmetics, mm-hmm. new soundtracks. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know all the stuff that they have in it, but they have that for a, like a limited time for like a week to try to get people to play the single player again and do challenges and stuff like that on top of it to get their, I'm assuming, to get their numbers up in Steam's hmm. playlist, like the top play games on well, Steam. I'm like, I'll- for a single player game, that's a great idea. True. Also, because they are like constantly or currently working on new DLC, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're still working on the game. Like it is still technically supported by the developers. Yeah, because you said that I know last time you're having issues with the first DLC pack or whatever it is. Yeah, and they're working on part two. Is part two the, already out? Part two's already out. Part two's already out. Okay. Is there going to be a part three? Do you know? Or is it going to be like a I, separate DLC type? thing? From what I've seen, this is the end of the Slayers campaign okay this is the end of their story that they started in 2016 mm-hmm. does that mean they're not going to add more content who knows well you know and it's what, their ip they can do whatever they want yeah so from what you're saying it's like hey we're pseudo turning this single player game into like a kind of a live service but like a free live service it's probably exactly it's probably to get people like hooked and then hey we're gonna oh by the way we have new dlc coming out you should probably get that potentially I I figured it was just a way to get people to come back to a single player game that they would normally yeah. play once and then put down. Yeah, that's... this way they still have content coming into the game. Yeah, because it's and the thing is the cosmetics that they have in the game are pretty awesome. Yeah, this week it's it's called Precious Metals mm-hmm. is the DLC content pack basically, yeah. and it's you can get a, a Cacker Demon or mm-hmm. I think it's a the harder to kill cacodemon that spawns uh lost souls Mm -hmm. but like he he's got like a gold chain on him he's Mm -hmm. got like he only has one eye so he has one sunglass yeah he's got like headphones on and whatever like he's like rocking out to heavy metal and stuff like that it's just fun cosmetics like that and then they have uh a stand so in on the home screen and in the multiplayer when you get introduced to like a match you have a stadium behind Mm -hmm. you right and it could be you know ancient ruins it could be the sentinel designed like base or whatever cultist base whatever and this one is like a rock metal like like um, like arena or something arena yeah whatever you want to call it stadium stadium, i guess with like fireworks going off Hmm. it's just like 
it's cool, fun stuff that is free content as long as you play the game and complete challenges. To, like to, to that keep, sounds really cool to keep you intrigued and to keep you coming back to the game. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's, it seems like it could be a it could be part of a marketing thing. It's just like a pro mm-hmm. con, pro consumer marketing thing. Hey, we're gonna get you because you already paid for the game. And hey, right. this is the only Doom thing that's available right now, right? So right. this is something to keep you interested if you're not really like the multiplayer. But hey, you know, as we keep releasing DLC, you're gonna oh I'm gonna oh I'm might as well buy that new DLC because you know I'm playing this to do the challenges right. to get the DLC or you know cosmetics and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's weird to hear that from a single player game, like a a mostly it's- single player focused game, I should say. It's yeah, and and that's the thing that I think is so strange about it is, as someone who is playing games in 2021, this is a weird concept to me. Yeah, I'm like this; it that's... shouldn't be a weird concept. This should have been how "quote unquote" live services started. Yeah, but instead they started with buying cosmetics and loot boxes and stuff like that. I'm like, this is, this is pro consumer content like of supporting your game long term yeah. if it's single player. It's and, pretty awesome. And I mean even if they said, "Hey, after release, we're going to do 2 years worth of, you know, every 2 weeks we're going to come out with some kind of thing. We already have it kind of planned out." Cool, that's fine. Yeah. That's 2 years more than you would have cuz normally if they don't have any stuff, you would play Doom even if you 100% the game, and then you're kind of just done until you feel the itch to go play it again, right? Maybe in a right. 6 months or a year and they're like, "Cool, that was a good game. Here's $60. That's done." But you have nothing, you know, oh, DLC came out. And it's like, "Yeah, but to me, and I don't know how you are, I, um, when I play a game, if I play a single-player game, right, and mm-hmm. I beat the story, if I enjoy the game, whatever, if it takes eight months, a year for DLC to come out, it ta- it w- it's, it'd have to be an amazing game to get me to go back and play it again, to get yeah. back into it just to play the DLC. Because I'm yeah. the type of person where I feel I'm, the like, same way. I'm like, oh, man, I really need to like beat the whole game again to play the DLC. In my opinion, that's how I feel. Yeah, you know? to get back in the mood. But then once you beat the game again, you're, you're like, like eh. I don't really want to play the DLC. Yeah, I'm kind of. I've already out. spent eight to twelve hours playing the single player. Yeah, like kind the of, main campaign. You know, that's kind of how it felt when I played Dark Souls three. It was like I beat the game and I was like, oh, I have the DLC, but I'm like, I'm not playing it. I'm like, I'm done. I killed the last boss. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing anything else. I don't have to. Yeah, it's it's tough to figure that out, and I don't I don't know if somebody uh, like a studio has really figured out how to fix that issue Mm -hmm. but i feel like this is a stepping stone possibly Hmm. into getting that it it makes craving going again and it should be it should be that kind of like it's almost like uh, we were talking about earlier like having like a gerbil water feeder or like oh you do something like you get a little pellet like you get oh a piece of candy oh a piece of candy right exactly it gets you interested without just like here's 20 dollar dlc buy it or don't play our game basically right you know what I and mean? it's not like a battle pass where it's like, hey, you have three months to complete all this stuff yeah. and it's a lot of content. And basically you have to play the game every single day for multiple yeah. hours a day to get all the content. Yeah. This is like, hey, you have a week to complete these challenges. We've made sure that we've they even said this in the post. We've tuned the XP needed for this. So it's easy to get within that week. Yeah. Go complete the challenges. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. Hey, go play our game. That we Pro a lot of consumer. Time on. Go play our game that we like weird weird concept from uh yeah id slash bethesda slash microsoft slash yeah i feel like that that part's on id bethesda did not have any hand in that oh i guess microsoft now has a hand in it mm-hmm. microsoft's Strange. like we're gonna shut that down real quick we gotta get some dlc <laughs> we need money here, but... <laughs> we're also building a rocket to go to space <laughs> 
exactly. We're going to run on Vista and crash immediately. (laughs) So other than Doom, I have also been trying to get through Squadrons. Mm -hmm. I play it basically a mission or two every day or so. Star Wars Squadrons, right? Star Wars Squadrons, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's I think it's just the fact that the controls are just kind of awkward enough that it's yeah. like, all right, I can play this for about 30 to 45 minutes before then, I start to get really aggravated, like, and then I'm, I got to put yeah, it down. And I'm done. I'm done with you. Yeah. But the fact that you're flying in space in Star Wars mm-hmm. is what keeps me coming back to it, and I want to complete it because of that. So I'm still working through that. haven't completed it yet, so I don't have any like final thoughts. I think they're making another Rogue Squadron game, or was Squadrons the Rogue Squadron game that I'm thinking of? Yeah, Squadrons uh, was the reboot. I just, why can't, like I wanted, I didn't want Squadrons to be this weird five v five Counter Strike competitive game mode with for the multiplayer. Yeah, for the multiplayer, I wanted. Yeah, I want it to be like a two to four player co op experience where I can just go do missions and like maybe do harder or like hey do survival mission and fight against hordes or like almost kind of like how the space battles work in Battle uh, Battlefront Two, where it's like yeah. objective actual objective instead of like. You're kind of the sniper of this game. Go kill the other people. Or you're the support That's guy. One thing that playing the campaign or the story missions mm-hmm. in it, the story missions are very different from one another, and it is yeah. keeping me interested in going through them. I play a mission every day or so, mm-hmm. and every single time I'm like, that was fun. Yeah. They, they uh, mixed up the formula enough that I'm like, this is a good mission design. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, you're in a spaceship for eight to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. How much variation in the content can is there yeah, other than just flying and shooting enemies? Or having different ships right. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But the mission designs and what I'm supposed to be doing is keeping me intrigued in the missions enough to want to continue playing them. I gotcha. And I'll, I'll talk more about like the individual missions when I complete the game and I have final thoughts on it. Okay. So. I just wanted to shout that out real quick. Cool. All right. We're going to be moving into the main topic here. Nice. <clears throat> this is a lot. I'm going to be talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Jones is going to be interjecting, hopefully, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, but, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know that that's not my, that's not a problem for me usually. Yeah. And it's it's good that he'll be doing that because, in my opinion, this is a heavier topic, boring topic, I would say, for some people because it's very hard work focused. But it is in it's interesting to me, and I hope yeah. that some other people will be interested by it as well. I think I think these type of episodes, because we've had like PC history lesson and other stuff like you know developer or uh, like triple D's, like developer deep dives, and like I mean, it's really hard to not do like pseudo history because in timeline for every single time we do those well not only that and because with anything because it's like that's how things work right right it's hard to talk about how do you evaluate something in exactly how do you evaluate something today without looking at where it came from yeah if i was just like hey 2021 you can't buy graphics cards all right see you guys later it's been a good episode later this is a short one you're like all right cool why do people like graphics cards if you can't buy them well because a year and a half ago you could yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm excited because these episodes obviously thank you dakota because he always uh does the more hardware focused ones uh because uh john and i are stupid and he's not here so but with that being said there are different episodes that i get to do that are not necessarily his specialty and my speciality. Speciality. 
where he's like, I would, there's no way I'd be able to talk about this. I'm like, dude, this is so crazy. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But I like these type of episodes because I always end up learning a lot and I always have a good time. This way. one's jam packed. So buckle, buckle up, up, boys. <laughs> going in. I have broken this down into a couple segments. The first segment is going to be talking a little bit about the basics of making a graphics card because the mm-hmm. things we're going to be talking about throughout the history section of this, you'll need to know some of the basics of like how a GPU is actually made because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be talking about it a little bit later. AMD and NVIDIA are not just competing to see who is faster in X game. Yeah. They're competing to see who has a better technology. Yeah. And that's, that's the main thing that these two are, companies are fighting over that's the main thing that any technology company is fighting over so you do need to look at who is making it how is it being made the technology going into it stuff like that so we do need to have a little bit of a get smarts section Mm -hmm. and then we'll have a history section talking about every single time amd and nvidia were competing with one another or when one surpassed the other one Mm mm-hmm and then from that, that'll basically take us up to current times with current graphics cards, the 30 series and the 6000 series mm-hmm. from uh, NVIDIA and AMD respectively. And then we'll be talking in the last section called current. I just clapped. That's going to sound awful. <laughs> <That's fine>. um, <laughs> I'm editing. Where, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in the current section, we're going to be talking about ray tracing and upscaling because those are the two technologies that are really the determining factor of which card you want to buy and which brand you want to buy from. You know, it's, you know, it's funny because I know a lot of people isn't, I know we're, we'll get to it. I'm not trying to jump ahead, but like D- DLSS is pseudo equivalent to ray tracing, like AMD NVIDIA. I know we'll get to that unless it's completely something different. No, it's totally I just, different. I just heard someone call it DILS the other day and I was like, DILS. <laughs> You got to turn on the DILS to get better FPS. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay, we'll talk about that later. But I sort of bring it up. I just was like, what the heck? What is DILS? Is that like a pickle? <laughs> DILS pickles? Is it a pickle? <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, man. I'm excited. All right. Nice. I'm glad you made a pickle joke in the beginning. <laughs> <clears throat> Disclaimer. Uh, this episode is not going to be a who is better episode. So if you're a fanboy of either camp, NVIDIA, or AMD... This is not going to be for you. We are going to be talking about both companies, the good and the bad. I'm going to crush your spirit. And there is plenty. (laughs) We're going to crush your spirit here today. Yeah. So, you know, if if you're in the Discord and you're listening to this, do not at me Mm -hmm. about these companies because both of them just want to make money. They do not care about you as a consumer. (laughs) Oh, if you're in the Discord, you can come at me, bro. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) No. All right. That's not the interjections I wanted. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, like we had said a little bit in the beginning, we wanted to make this episode a little bit closer to our uh, AMD versus Intel so that we had like both of those yeah. big topics next to one another. But yeah. the timing just didn't work out. So thankfully, now that we are mid 2021, mm-hmm. more data is out about the 6000 series and the 30 series, as well as their ray tracing performance and capability, as well as both of the company's upscaling technologies. Yeah. I'm just going to call it upscaling technologies just for the sake of sanity, because that's what most people are going to think about it. And so that's how we're going to be talking about them. Okay. Nice. Cool. So the first section is get smarts. Uh, 
Adored TV has a really good description of how to think about both of these companies, AMD and NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Both of the companies don't make graphics cards. They design them. Okay. okay? So what they do is they design a graphics architecture. Okay. Okay. And then other companies actually make the graphics chips. Okay. The stuff that's like on your graphics card, the one that like does all the computing. AMD and NVIDIA do not produce those. Other companies produce those for AMD and NVIDIA. So AMD and NVIDIA are literally just architects. They don't right. actually build they're, anything. They just they just made in China, design designed it. in California, <laughs> like Apple. <laughs> yeah, designed in California, built in China. In China. <laughs> the, these are actually built. Well, now they're probably built in China, but some of the stuff. Most like, of the the big things are are made in Taiwan and South Korea. Everything's big bamboozle. They're like they put everything together. They leave like one screw out, and then they ship to California. They put in that last screw, and they're like, "Yeah, made USA, baby." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I don't want to comment on that, but I, it's only like a percentage that needs to be done in the USA to yeah. be considered made in the USA, and it's yeah. like super cheaty. <laughs> yeah, loopholes, baby. We love them. Exactly. So yeah, AMD and Nvidia, they design the graphics cards or the graphics chips, other people produce them. Okay. Those companies are TSMC, Ty- Taiwanese semi semi something con- Duc- conductors, <laughs> manufacturing <laughs> whatever. Uh yeah, TSMC, they're a, a Taiwanese fabrication mm-hmm. uh company, and then Global and- Foundries, and then Samsung, is it, who is has it- kind of entered the the ring is recently. It TSMC the number one, like the big boys. They are. They're yes, like they the, produce like the most. They make trillions of dollars. Oh, that's a year and a company it's that insane. a company that you most people have literally never heard of. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of. I'm like, oh, TSMC. What's that? Oh, they just make trillions of dollars a year. They make processors for Apple. They make processors for Nvidia, AMD. See, that's the now Intel. See, that's the business. Like to all be of in. them. Don't be, don't be like Intel. Don't be like the little company. You know, don't be like a billion dollar company. Be, be the, the company, company that, that produces the stuff for the big companies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because that's yeah. how you become the real big boy. Exactly. Yeah. So TSMC, Global Foundries, and Samsung are the ones that actually uh, build the graphics chips. Right. They get mm-hmm. the designs from AMD and Nvidia. Then they build mm-hmm. them. And then those companies, uh, or those companies, make graphics chips out of silicon wafers, mm-hmm. right? Silicon wafers is what is what the graphics chips are printed onto, mm-hmm. and then they're split up into individually into the dies that then go on the graphics cards, the things that you have in your PC, right? Do, on the PCBs for the graphics. Do you? Card. Well, may this be a good time. We'll we'll have to bring it up on the Discord. I'm sure there's a video we can find of how they're actually made like like a not like in the factory video or something because that's what i want to know they do that's what i'm saying because like i've seen like oh yeah like silicon wafers and all stuff and all my head is like i know i already said this before that on previous episodes like all i can think of is like kit kat bar like that's all i can Mm -hmm. think of when you say wafers and i'm like oh yeah the wafers that's like inside of that the the checkerboarding that's literally what it is it's a circular mirror like disc Mm -hmm. that's just a bunch of like rectangles and squares because they're printed onto that and then they're separated, like they're broken up mm-hmm. into the uh, the individual dies. See, like the, that's literally how how they're made. It, the thing to me that I guess, and probably a lot of people, it's so hard for me to wrap. You know, I know that oh, 
here's a video card. I plug into my motherboard and hopefully it turns on. It works. Mm-hmm. But like the actual manufacturing process of like, oh, we just take some it's random insane. we random metal, we just like imprint it with stuff, and then there's your video card. Like my brain cannot even handle how that works. When you go deep <laughs> into it, you're like, dang. How the heck have humans figured out how to capture lightning in a bottle and yeah. zap sand into a calculator? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just, crazy to think about. Yeah, I don't... I'm just going to It's mind-boggling. I'm just going to keep mind-boggling. All right, keep going. All right. So, uh, printing on these silicon wafers is called a manufacturing process. Okay. Manufacturing processes are also called nodes. And nodes are are usually named after the size that they are, right? Mm -hmm. So, or the size that they can, the smallest that they can be printed, right? So, for example, uh, current CPUs, like the most new CPUs, the Ryzen 5000 series Mm -hmm. CPUs, and the new GPUs, both from NVIDIA and AMD, are on 7 nanometer. Mm -hmm. So, it's a 7 nanometer node or a 7 nanometer manufacturing process okay right so they're all mm-hmm. kind of the same intel is stuck on 10 nanometer hmm. but when you like actually do the math they it's technically seven nanometer like it's about the same size yeah. it's just companies calculated a little bit differently and then uh samsung is on eight nanometer but eight nanometer to them is basically seven nanometer the seven nanometer is from tsmc What's- all the companies do their own math and they all try to make it sound cooler than the other person. Yeah. But what's it's what's crazy yeah. to me is like one, I'm American, so I have no idea what a meter is. Two, <laughs> I don't a nanometer is like something I can't even comprehend, like how small that is. Like, like it's down like, to atom level. Yeah. So so they're using they're punching that out of this Kit Kat bar and turning that into mm-hmm. graphics cards, basically. So nanometer is the size of the transition transistors the on off okay so the actual like little tiny pieces in the little switch that Mm -hmm. that is on or off Mm -hmm. that tells the rest like tells the processor if it's a one or a zero Mm -hmm. that it calculated that's a transistor that's what the nanometer is okay like those transistors are seven nanometers in size so that so the seven nanometers is just how like Small how they, small they can get those transistors yeah oh wow that's insane okay yeah so I'm it's like, pretty nuts because i was like the size of cpus has been basically the same for a long mm-hmm. time basically yeah. since pentium 3 like was like a giant hef- it looked like a gpu well, yeah <laughs> it, it depends on what they're building and, and yeah. what they're building it for and when we go through the history i'll be going over ah uh, no i actually took that out because there's yeah. too many numbers yeah but all of the processors are are made to different sizes depending mm-hmm. on what they can actually fit yeah. and produce because obviously the bigger uh processor you make the less processors you can fit on the silicon wafer yeah which means the one there's a higher chance that there's going to be a defect on it mm-hmm. right because it takes up more surface area yeah and then two you can't print as many on the wafer which means they're going to be really expensive because i believe each wafer is like i want to s- it's a couple thousand dollars per wafer i think mm-hmm. upwards of like five to ten thousand dollars per wafer so if you can split that wafer up into, let's say, 200 graphics chips, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 70% of them are perfect chips, and then the other 30% have a slight defect. Mm-hmm. Those perfect chips, you can sell as, like, say, a uh, 3070, mm-hmm. right? And then the ones that have defects, if they're not too bad, you can sell it as a 3060, a slightly cut down a version. Ti. 
or 3060 Ti, exactly. The Ti That's what means they do. transistor interference. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. That's you nailed it. Like my uh, whatever I, I'm listening to you talk, but my brain is trying to like focus on I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. My brain literally cannot get out of like someone using a hole punch and just going through a giant Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like just think of it like that. I know. literally just think of it I mean, like that. My my There's br- lasers involved. My though, my brain so. is literally like Willy Wonka most of the time anyway. So <laughs> whatever it works. I'm I'm gonna I don't definitely know. I don't watch- know what I'm going on a YouTube deep dive to figure out how this is actually working. Later. Yeah, I don't know at what step they dip it in chocolate, but it's it's somewhere in here. I don't know the where. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can continue. Sorry. Yeah. So every time the manufacturing process shrinks in size, it allows for faster and more efficient chips to be made. Okay. That so the the transistors are getting smaller. They need less power, and you can fit more of them on there, which means. Hey, they get faster. As long right? as I can play Fortnite, that's all I care about. Right. And, you know, you can play Fortnite on a lot of these. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. So I hope I hope that gives you a a quick, simple overview of, like, how these things are made, mm-hmm. right? AMD and NVIDIA design it. They give it over to TSMC most of the time yeah. because they're the only ones that make stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, TSMC uh, then prints it on a silicon wafer, and then they chop it up. Mm-hmm. And then they ship it out to be put on a graphics card PCB. And then add-in board partners design like the VRM. They design the like the heat, the, shroud, uh, the, the cooler on it. That. Yeah, and then they ship it to Amazon. And then you buy it from Amazon. And they ship it to you. Yeah, that's, that's like the the quick and dirty of it. Nice. So I found out the other day that uh, which you might go into this is AIB means add-in board. What is it? Partner. Add yep. in, add in board partner. Okay, okay, add in board partner. So that's like your Asus, um, what Acer Zotac, Asus, <laughs> MSI, Gigabyte, okay. Zotac, EVGA. You can, you can see how many video cards I buy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only buy. Wait, I have. A you only get used stuff, so you use whatever you get. Hey, but in my defense, I think every graphics card I've had since my 260 has been an EVGA graphics card. Yeah, that's because you only use NVIDIA stuff, and EVGA is a very close partner with NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. And then they, and, but whenever I play games, it says NVIDIA the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> <laughs> Except for random games that are like AMD. We have no idea what we're doing most of the time. Yeah, they don't really have a slogan. <laughs> yeah, it they're... used to be like Gaming Evolved or something like that, oh. but that sucked. Like most yeah. of their marketing. Oof. Yeah, except their products are Oof. better, so that's okay. All right, we Sometimes. don't have favorites here. Let's go over the next part. <laughs> all right, so I'm telling you all of this about how graphics cards are made because when we go over the history of these two companies, like I said before, we need to talk about the technology that goes into them because that's what these two companies are butting heads over. Mm-hmm. They don't care about... Well, I mean, it's in a sense, they care about who has higher FPS in a game, yeah. but that's because they have a better technology than the other person usually. Okay. Yeah, and I think just like the Intel AMD video or that video show that we did, mm-hmm. we honestly don't really have an opinion either way. It's honestly whichever company at the time is a better bang for your buck, like more consumer friendly. I know there's a lot of there people- are certain things to consider. Yeah, and but it depends on your situation. And if yeah. you just straight up want a game, from for the most part, you can buy either company and you'd be fine. Yeah, same thing with like. 
oh, you have to have a Ryzen. You have to have a Ryzen CPU. No, what no. if the what if the Intel one that's equivalent is a hundred dollars cheaper than buy the Intel one? It's probably it's pretty much yeah. the same thing. Exactly. You know why I know that? Because they're both made in the same silicon wafers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they do sometimes when they mess up a Ryzen processor? They just give that to the Intel guys. And Intel mess up their processor, they just give it to the Ryzen people. That's probably not how it works, but it doesn't matter. That's head. not how it works, but okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be moving into the history section, and this one is a little bit longer. This will bring us up to modern times, right? Okay. So this is going to be the majority of what we talk about, and I'm going to try not to spend too much time on it because it is a lot of numbers and stuff like that, yeah. but it's just to show where both companies were at when they were competing with each other, mm-hmm. the technology that was going into it so that you kind of understand where we're at now, right? Because you can look at a graphics card in your PC and be like, yeah, it's really cool. It plays games cool, right? Yeah. But it's- then to compare it to something that came out in 1999 of how we were barely getting 30 FPS in mm-hmm. Doom, yeah. a game that's basically a 2D game that's yeah. pseudo 3D. Yeah. Like we can now run that game at like 2000 FPS. Dude, I've seen, I saw someone running that game on a pregnancy test the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. 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 I saw that. <laughs> You're like, you, this literally, can literally run on anything at this point. Yes. Yeah. It can. It really can. Uh, so we're going to be starting in 1999. All right. NVIDIA released the GeForce 256. The GeForce 256 was produced on TSMC's 220 nanometer node. Nice. We're on seven nanometer, by the way, right now. Nice. The technology <laughs> does exist. It does. Uh, this wasn't NVIDIA's first video card, but it was their first GeForce branded card. Mm-hmm. And by their own admission or self-proclamation, I guess, mm-hmm. this was the first GPU ever made because mm-hmm. they ended up defining what a GPU is oh. by the exact same specs that they just released. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is that yeah, is that so, is that like the the picture of the guy giving himself a medal? <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, and it's also the uh, yeah yeah. No, that's actually probably the best description yeah. of it. So they released. They were basically like, "Hey, this is a new graphics card. These are all the things they do. This is the first GPU ever made because here are the specs that are the requirements for what we think a GPU is." Mm-hmm. And like, it lists a bunch of stuff that it needs to be able to compute, and then it's like it also needs to hit ten million uh polygons per second Mm -hmm. and like it needs to be able to render 10 million polygons Mm -hmm. per second guess what this graphics card can render 10 million uh, polygons per second so we have the first graphics card yeah that man it's dude it's so it's so shady these companies are so like patty like patting themselves on the back like it's it's really bad why didn't they call it the geforce 220 if that's what the nanometer was instead of the uh, because i believe it had 256 megabytes of memory no i it did not it was not that much yet i don't think it's i don't if i think I, if it I only had, had like, like two, two megabytes two megabytes <laughs> it's like a yeah. voodoo card i think it had 256 i think that was the amount of like uh CUDA streaming cores. processors in it or something like that they weren't on cuda yet oof Anyway, uh, there was a, um, let's see here. So the first one was a, the 256 SDR, Mm -hmm. which is single data rate. Mm -hmm. And then they later released a newer version of it a little bit after that was 256 DDR, which is double data rate. Oh, wow. That's what DDR means. Exactly. So we're not on triple data rate yet. TDR. No. 
What? Not yet. Oh. I think there's I think there's some stuff into like uh QDR, I think, but I'm the, I don't I'm Q- talking to my butt with that. QDR? Yeah. Quad data rate. Oh, I was like, dude, Q I doesn't think... make any sense. This is a word. <laughs> what word starts with Q? So around the same time, ATI had been releasing video cards since the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. But during this period in 1999, they were on their Rage architecture. Uh, at this time, in- NVIDIA introduced, or at the same time, uh, NVIDIA introduced the GeForce 256. The Rage cards were also made by TSMC, but they were made on the 250 nanometer node. So mm-hmm. they were an older node, mm-hmm. and NVIDIA came out with a faster card and basically like dominated it in what it could do at what? the time. Okay, now I know this is gonna this might be going back a little bit too much, and I think we talked about this before. Didn't NVIDIA only get into GPUs because they bought 3DFX? Uh yes and no because they because well not the only reason they were making video cards before then but then they bought 3dfx and then they were making graphics and then turned into the geforce and all that blah blah blah. yeah sort of like that yeah yeah Yeah, so because i i remember like the rage cards with ati because i mean it's not like video Mm -hmm. cards didn't exist before that they just probably didn't call it like a gpu they called it exactly something else they called like a also pci this episode is called amd versus nvidia who the hell is ati right oh yeah oh my god yeah i know we'll talk about that in a little bit okay we'll get to that so 2001 rolls around ati makes game specific drivers for the uh 8500 in quake 3 to perform about 15 percent better in games uh people called it cheating (laughs) at the time because this was not a thing right so when a graphics card came out I believe they did release drivers, right? Yeah, with a disc or a floppy drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I believe you could download drivers from the internet, but it was like, it was not as simple as it it's is also now. also 2001, so it's like, good luck finding them. Dial up. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they had released game-specific drivers for their graphics card, specifically for Quake 3, mm-hmm. giving a lot of like performance improvements mm-hmm. only to that title. Yeah. And because it was the most popular benchmarking game at yeah. the time, so they wanted their card to look really good. People called it cheating at the time, but thinking about it now, every single driver release, like AMD and NVIDIA release drivers around game launches with game-ready drivers that yeah. have specific enhancements to those games. Yeah, It's, it's just funny that back in 2001, they called it cheating. <laughs> yeah, and now they're like, now this is like mandatory. It's like, oh, you don't have yeah. a driver day one when the game came out? Like, exactly. Why does it run like crap? <laughs> exactly. It's just funny to think about it. Now, when they looked further into it, it was actually cheating. <laughs> oh, nice. So what they did is they basically would render all of the... If you turned the game to the highest quality setting yeah, and on uh, ATI's uh, 8500 card at the time, it would lower the settings mm-hmm. for the highest setting mm. to perform about 15% better oh. than what it would have. So, it's just so they bamboozle. were cheating. It's a bamboozle. Yeah, they were cheating. <laughs> I mean... Is it cheating or is it like creative uh, problem solving? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, well, I mean, Uh, technically they couldn't be cheating because no one else is doing that yet. So it's like, are we cheating or are we just like? But like if you turn it it up, if you turn it up to high, Mm -hmm. right? You want the highest settings in the game. Medium, but it says it's on high. And then they turn it 
Yeah, and then they actually turn the settings down when you mm-hmm. go to benchmark it. That's that's cheating. Oh yeah, but no one else is doing that yet, so they're like, we're just smarter than everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we just figured out how to get more performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So skip ahead a little bit. Uh, we're going to be going to 2003, right? So in 2001, that was like the big thing about the graphics mm-hmm. card. They're still releasing graphics cards like in between these times, uh, the timelines that I'm specifically pointing out. I'm pointing out big events and times when both companies were competing with one another because yes. that's the interesting stuff. Yeah. Hearing about NVIDIA or ATI being on the top for two or three years is boring. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No one cares. It's fun when they're, when they're butting heads. Yeah, exactly. So 2003... Uh, the next time they clashed uh, was this year. Um, <clears throat> st- uh, NVIDIA was still on their high horse from a couple good generations mm-hmm. previously, and they released the then they uh, released the underpowered fifty. Sorry, there's a lot of numbers. Yeah, FX five thousand series. So uh, they were doing really well. They mm-hmm. were uh, a little bit invincible at the time right they were feeling like they couldn't do anything bad yeah then they released the fx 5000 series which is made on tsmc's uh 130 nanometer node Mm -hmm. so that's down from a couple years ago on two 250 nanometers yeah 220 and 250 yeah and it was famously a really really bad generation Mm -hmm. this was when the hot and loud like (laughs) stigma yeah. kind of got thrown around this was the first generation that was given that stigma in, in the tech press right nice uh but unaware to nvidia when they were struggling with these with this bad generation ati made a gpu the radeon 9000 series on tsmc's 110 nanometer node and ati basically said screw it we're gonna make a massive gpu to make sure that we are on top mm-hmm. and through pure brute force mm-hmm. they took the graphics card crown hmm. so they made just an absolute massive gpu hmm. and we're just like we hope to god that we are going to get this <laughs> crown and they did it yeah and it was and that's like not something that the companies do because that's taking a huge risk because yeah. like i said before you can't fit a lot of those chips on a wafer uh, you're so saying. you're gonna have to sell them for a lot of money yeah, oh, so basically, <clears throat> when they make the 9000 series, they're like basically like, hey, we're basically going to make like a 3090 right now or a 6900. Yeah, XC. exactly. A massive GPU. We're just going to make a big boy. It's expensive. Exactly. But it's going to be the best. The best. The yep. best. We're, we're hoping it will be the best so that we yeah. can At least for you know, be considered the fastest graphics yeah. card out there. Yeah. That caught NVIDIA off guard and it took them almost a year to produce a larger and more expensive version of the fx 5000 series cards the uh fx 5900 ultra and it just edged out the top card that ati produced giving nvidia back that gpu crown Mm -hmm. um at the end of that generation but reviewers were basically said not to buy the card because it was way too hot and it was way too loud because the cooler on it remember back in the day it was like an ugly PCB mm-hmm. with a graphics card and then a dinky little fan and cooler on it because these companies didn't really know how to cool these chips. Well, thinking thinking about TSMC, because obviously it's coming up constantly right now, talking yeah. about nanometers. What do you think the the people that work there, like how many contracts and NDAs and stuff do you think these people sign that work? Oh, there? it's insane. It's probably like the most secure place on the planet. Oh. Yeah, 110%. They had a drought recently in, mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Yeah. And the company was was bringing in 
dump trucks full of water for the reservoir just right? yeah just yeah. so that they could have like the people working there could have clean drinking water yeah. because they did not want to shut down <laughs> yeah well i think i think at this point they literally cannot yeah like, no they no they can't. can't like it would like the entire everybody world would collapse. wants them the world would collapse even more than it did yeah last exactly year. they did shut down a little bit during covid and that mm. that's why a lot of stuff was delayed yeah but I think they're like back up to schedule now for the most part. You're like, oh, I had that nice month long break because of COVID. You come back like we have 50 trillion back orders. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Better get to work, boys. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, so then also during 2003, NVIDIA made a driver that detected when a benchmarking software 3D Mark 2003 was running and it would swap out the instructions with a manually entered instructions um, <clears throat> so that the demo would perform better on their cards. So this was straight up cheating. So basically, they just pulled a 2001 ATI. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They were, but this time, it was like way worse because they... It's a benchmarking they, software instead of a game. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which so is it's, way it's, worse. It doesn't benefit anybody except literally just making their cards look better. Reviewers and stuff, people benchmarking. Oh man, my game right. hit this benchmark, but when I play games, it's not that weird. Exactly. Yeah, it was really bad. And it got even worse too because FutureMark, the company that makes the software, the mm-hmm. benchmark software, yeah. they ended up defending NVIDIA, saying that it's only an application specific optimization, so it's not cheating. Ooh, like big, big yikes. I wonder who got let's, paid off. <laughs> let's put a let's get an F in the chat for FutureMark. <laughs> yeah. They're still around too. They no. still make software, surprisingly. No, I know. It's just like it's 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 so terrifying that literally by two thousand one and two thousand three, like the scumminess has like I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we haven't heard about behind the door stuff. Oh, but it's yeah. like even like blatant, like outright people are like, Man, that's awful. Anyway, so I'm gonna go buy a thirty sixty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try I'm gonna yeah. wait in line outside for four days at Micro Center. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty bad when you get called out for like literally like cheating. This was straight up just not injecting yourself with steroids, but it was slipping like a paper yeah. with like the the uh the answers. Yeah, exactly. To somebody when they're taking a test. Like yeah. Mm, yeah. That's a no no. Mm-hmm. There's no way though, you can look at I that. Pass, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what Future Mark was saying. Yeah. after their fat stacks and, well yeah they pass the answers you pass them 20 bucks You're like cool thanks boom there you go 20 bucks is 20 bucks yeah 2006 comes around uh amd acquires ati so that's mm-hmm. ati is like done right yeah. they end up keeping ati's name for their graphics cards alone mm-hmm. but for my sake i'm not going to refer to them as ati anymore yeah. Because ATI is no longer a thing and nobody knows yeah. who they are at this yeah. point. So I remember that. I'm just going to. What's up? I remember this happening because it was like. Oh, really? It was like it was pretty. It was a pretty big deal. Because it's probably like like NVIDIA buying ARM right now. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's I mean. One giant tech company acquiring another one. Well, because as a gamer, I look at graphics cards. You like, OK, I'm looking at video cards and ATI cards. Then people are like, yeah. oh yeah, AMD bought them, and at this point you're like, AMD, like what the heck do they? What does yeah. AMD do? <laughs> yeah, like gamers still. Well, buy, I mean, gamers still a- use AMD. AMD. Was, AMD was in the uh, CPU market by now. No, no, I know they have been, but they were not synonymous with like gaming and graphics cards at this point. Right. Yeah, at it le- was a le- new market for at them. Le- at least to me. 
at least to me. Intel has you, way better marketing. You Intel and NVIDIA shill. Dude, I mean, hey, better marketing, it works. It literally works. It does. It really does. We'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. 2007 comes around. After a couple years, uh, the two companies of the two, two companies trading blows with GP releases, NVIDIA eventually got fed up that AMD, formerly ATI, mm-hmm. was constantly nipping at their butts. And NVIDIA basically pulled the same move that uh, ATI did back with the Radeon 9000 series in 2003. Right. And NVIDIA released a absolutely massive GPU at TSMC on their new, at the time, 90 nanometer node. Okay. You keep so, saying, so basically, what's up? You keep saying Radeon. It's, yeah. It's Radeon. It doesn't matter. No, it does. So many reviewers it, that I watch call it are Radeon. They, are, they all Brit- just, are they British or Canadian? And Australian. Okay. Radeon. <laughs> Got the Radeon 9000. No, no, no. Yeah. It's Radeon. And if I'm I'm helping you because I can, I can foresee the Discord. I can already oh, I know. see it next week like oh yeah i got that radion chip <laughs> okay yeah. go ahead in britain too there's a dish soap or laundry detergent mm-hmm. that's called radion something oh, like that nice yeah that's, so that's people a, make jokes the, about that. the edge of the wafers that are scrubbers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what they use nice that's how it got its name yeah so yeah they made a massive gpu they took the risk of mm-hmm. you know doing that uh, the shrink and massive GPU, the shrink in in nodes, right mm-hmm. from the previous one, as well as just deciding to make a massive GPU, led to the infamous GeForce 8000 series. Ooh, I remember this. The 8800 Ultra was once again crowned the GPU king. Mm-hmm. AMD was not able to pull the rabbit out of their hat with the new GPU releases, uh, the HD 2000 series. Um, it was actually about half the performance of the 8800 Ultra, which is pretty bad. The 8800 was like the king for Top a tier. while, for like a yes. hot minute. I remember that. Being I like would a say, big deal. if anybody's listening, right? I would say the 8800 was probably what the 1060 is technically still because yeah. it's the most used uh, GPU on Steam still. Mm-hmm. I would say the 8800 was basically as infamous as the 1066 gigabyte is right now. Yeah. Back in the day. Because it's just like everybody. It was amazing back in the day. Or it's like a B450 Tomahawk. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The one that everybody wants. Exactly. So uh, this lead in GPU performance led (laughs) NVIDIA (laughs) to just shrink and rebrand the 8000 series into the 9000 series. So it was basically just a rebrand. Mm-hmm. With a little bit more performance, but in some games, the new node shrink didn't yeah. really help at all and sometimes hurt the performance because the drivers were more mature for the 8000 mm-hmm. series. So Yikes. reviewers basically said that don't even buy the 9000 series because it doesn't matter. If you have an 8800 GT or, or Ultra. GT Ultra or whatever the GT, other one was. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, GTS. Mm-hmm. Just stick with that because the nine thousand series is totally not worth it. I I had a I bought a um I think it I don't know if it was AGP still at this time. It might have been. Uh yeah, I believe AGP was around two thousand six, two thousand eight. I think it was yeah. dude. It was short lived. <laughs> yeah. So I had a eighty six hundred GTS and I bought it brand yeah. new and I was super excited and I put it in my oh yeah yeah this is this is the my first yeah. my first video card I ever bought like 
actually like bought a brand new and everything, put it into a motherboard slot, but the something was off of the voltages and I uh, killed the graphics card immediately. I just turned it on and it blew up and then it melted the AGP slot. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the computer still worked. I had I just put a PC it, with all the other slots. I just put a PCI graphics card in there. I was like, cool. I guess this is what I have now, <laughs> dude. But- yeah. Oh, it, AGP did not last very long. Yeah, that was a weird one. Also, whoever is in charge of naming things needs to be shot. Oh, well, I re- that's all tech, man. Yeah, it's all just acronyms left, right, and center. Oh, it's, we're in the HD two thousand series. What happened to the HD one thousand series? Or the HD yeah. twenty. Well, I mean, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, why does the yeah. graphics card need to be called the HD one so people know it's an HD graphics card? It's like, oh god. Yeah, dude. Yeah, marketing. It's guys. HD, dude. Well, yeah, no, it was. It was. Uh, this was still like CRT time. The mm-hmm. the four by three aspect ratio. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was like, uh, what is that resolution? Twelve hundred by or fourteen hundred by twelve hundred no, by two thousand seven. Like we're playing Counter Strike Source. People had like yeah flat screens and stuff. Not tons of them. Yeah, but I it was still C- four I mean, by three. I had a CRT. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that laziness of NVIDIA just rebranding the mm-hmm. card basically uh, led to AMD being able to catch up uh, and basically uh, cover that massive performance lead that NVIDIA had uh, mm-hmm. when they released their 8000 series. <clears throat> so in 2009, uh, AMD took back the crown from NVIDIA and they basically held that crown with GPU releases up until the 600 series from NVIDIA uh in the next like two years i think uh yeah in the next for the next two to three years amd basically just hold the graphics card crown what because nvidia was lazy and they just rebranded it allowed them to gain that ground and keep the ground which is like dang dude (laughs) wait okay (laughs) that's an oopsie right there okay so the gtx 600 series this is like the 650 like six, the 650 the 670 and the 680 yeah my brain. but those are not released yet those will be released in a couple years okay oh you're saying I'm just, AMD I'm just saying held, held the crown until okay because i saw yes. i was like my brain is not comprehending what's happening yeah right yeah now. we're still in 2009 we're, okay, we're in okay. 2009 but because nvidia decided to rebrand the 8800 i got right you. i got you into the 9800 <laughs> Like, I feel like we've missed so many things happening. Oh, yeah. No, we're skipping over a lot, but it's just because, like, this situation where yeah. one person gets lazy, then the other company basically catches up and then holds that for the mm-hmm. next three years. I'm not going to talk about AMD releasing yeah. good graphics cards it's, for three years. It's almost it's like there's some collusion going on. Yeah, they're like passing back the baton with yeah. like a $50 wad in it. Yeah, they're like, all right, we're going on <laughs> vacation for two years. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh skipping ahead to 2010, Nvidia released the 4000 uh, GTX 400 series. Mm-hmm. So this was the Fermi series, the 40 uh GTX 480. So, this was on TSMC's. What's up? Yeah. So at least they went 8000 like 8800 and then they went 9000 and not really anybody bought. And then now they're like, "All right guys, we got to No, no, no. no. Huh? So after the 9800, they went to the GTX 200 series. No, I know that. I mean, but they them okay. saying they didn't do like 10,000 series. Like they reset no. it. They reset it. Thank, yeah. Thankfully, someone's like, guys, this yeah. is getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. kind of what um, Intel needs to do. Yeah. Because no their next processors are the 
12, 12, 12K. 700 or the 12750X or Guy, whatever. Guys, K, just, whatever. Just, blah, 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 blah. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Too many numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 2010, NVIDIA released the infamous GTX 400 series, right? So, mm-hmm. this is the GTX 480, mm-hmm. which is the one that's known for catching fire. Nice. <laughs> basically. This is on TSMC's 40 nanometer node. The Fermi architecture, which is this generation, was plagued with issues basically from the start. Okay. The card was super hot and very power hungry, mm-hmm. very power hungry, and it couldn't compete with what uh, AMD had previously released, the HD5970, okay. which was actually a dual GPU card. And the so the 5970 is a dual GPU card, right? Mm-hmm. One single GTX 480 was pulling more power than AMD's previous dual GPU card. Wow. Which is pretty terrible. <laughs> Which is, this is like, this is like kind of starting to be prime time of like SLI crossfire. Like everybody's like, hey, yes. you can get two GPUs and get more performance and everything. And games yes. are starting to use that. Yeah. This was this was that time when they were basically like, hey, buy more of our cards and, and you'll go faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I, so yeah. This is so yeah. The 480 is like the notorious one where it's like, oh yeah, it's really cold in the winter, so I just booted up my old PC with the 480 yep. and it keep my house warm. Yep. <laughs> Oddly enough, Nvidia basically had the hot and loud stigma twice. Nice. So their FX 5000 series mm-hmm. and then their GTX 400 series mm-hmm. both got the hot and loud stigma, which we'll get to. AMD held that for a little while and because marketing is so and probably social media as well yeah. is, is blown up AMD had that stigma up until 2017. Oh wow. I gotcha. So, all right. Uh let's see. This disastrous series for an uh this was a disastrous series for Nvidia, but still somehow Nvidia made a ton of money from this generation and at the time AMD was losing money on graphics cards. Hmm. It's because of their marketing was yeah. so much better than AMD's. Yeah. AMD still struggles with marketing now. They do. It's gotten a little bit it's, better. It's gotten but yeah, better, they but struggle. they, it's definitely, like, yeah. NVIDIA is, like, taking hints from, like, Intel as far as marketing goes. Like yeah. How to do it. Intel inside. Exactly. Yeah, that one's crazy. So, also in 2010, AMD was caught cheating by using a faster version of anisotropic filtering which had worse image quality, but performed way better. Mm. So this was, I believe this was also limited to, no, it wasn't. It was in DX10. Mm -hmm. So NVIDIA was mad about them doing this, but after they had posted that they were like, oh, this is unfair of them using this technology, whatever, the Mm -hmm. standard of uh, anisotropic filtering, later they released their documentation for how they're handling DirectX 10 and like how they're doing like optimizations for it mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they listed the same technique that AMD used, the same algorithm they use for anisotropic filtering. They listed that as an acceptable form for rendering. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, you did that first, you cheater. Now we're exactly. going to do it and act like we didn't. Exactly. So um. after they released that documentation and AMD ha- like caught fire or caught heat for. Yeah. You know, yeah, doing, doing that. that, pulling that sneaky move. AMD basically called them out saying, you just posted saying it was a good technique to use. So 
so why are you complaining? Yeah. So it, it turned into like the Spider-Man yeah, that's meme what I was of say. like all of it's them pointing at each other. other. <laughs> hey, how dare you do such a thing? Yeah. So that was pretty funny. AMD, like it was cheaty of what they did. Yeah. Like if you if you look up uh like images of of the differences in mm what AMD was using to render anisotropic filtering, what NVIDIA was like the AMD one was clearly worse. Like it's yeah. basically when you, when you have draw distance turned really low and you're running through the forest and mm-hmm. you can see bushes and shadows just popping yeah. in like a meter in front of your character. Yeah. Right. That's basically what the anisotropic filtering did. Mm-hmm. It was really good up until about like a meter in from the camera. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there was a clear cutoff circle oh, around nice. the camera. <laughs> and then it was just super blurry after that. <laughs> so it's like, it's like when you go by a uh, monitor and it has a picture of 60 Hertz and it's really blurry. And then 140 Hertz is like crystal clear. Yeah. It's like, whoa, exactly. how did you even see anything on this? <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely like AMD should not have done that. But then NVIDIA also like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they're like, like you're you shouldn't be doing that but we're also taking notes so exactly (laughs) (laughs) write that down write that that down down. (laughs) all right 2011 rolls around uh this was uh a year after they released their 400 series they released the 500 series Mm -hmm. this was still on tsmc's 40 nanometer node Mm -hmm. but they learned a lot from what they had messed up on the 400 series and they applied fixes to the 500 series, which led to about a 17% better uh, performance on average, like per card that you're yeah. testing, right? Yeah. But the funny thing is that the, the 500 series mm-hmm. was the same, like basically graphics chip. Mm-hmm. It's just they were able to release the full chip with the 500 series because it wasn't drawing too much power and it wasn't super hot. Whereas the 400 series, right? So the the 580 versus the 480, the Mm -hmm. 580 was the full like 580 chip. Yeah. The 480 was actually a defective chip, but it was the one that uh, actually didn't like catch fire and blow up. Uh, So they were like, they they passed that off as like the top tier one, but they yeah. couldn't release the full chip back then because it just oh. wasn't good enough. They're like the other one is it's so good it literally is exploding. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> yeah li- exactly. Literally, it's literally too hot to handle because it's right. blowing up. <laughs> so how how much that seventeen percent performance improvement was from like optimizations mm-hmm. and whatnot? I don't know. I yeah. think that it's probably more from them releasing the full chip instead yeah. of releasing a defective one. Well, it's also like, I bet you the 500 series actually seemed like a godsend because they probably didn't have as many bugs and stuff and actually worked. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, these are amazing compared to the things that this is also basically the same thing. Right. Yeah. It was straight up like it's on the same uh, the same node from TSMC, right? 40 yeah. nanometer. So it's straight up the same thing just with like, bug fixes oh so it's like it's just like a patch for a graphics card exactly it was a patch for graphics <laughs> well, cards. i bet you the same people felt that way after like what was it like the note 7 that was exploding oh Samsung. yeah so like when people got the note 8 they're like this one's way better because it doesn't explode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah true perfect all right so then skipping ahead another year 2012 rolls around amd uh, was first to release their graphics cards this year with the HD 7970 and then the whole like 
7000 series, okay. right? But I'm specifically going to be focusing on the 7970 here. Okay. But only a few months later, NVIDIA released the GTX 680. Mm-hmm. So this is their 600 series. Their, and 680 is like the top of the line right now, right? This was the top tier, yeah. Is this, yeah. Is this So both of them released their top tiers. Okay. Yep. So that's okay. Yep. They both released their top years, uh, top GPUs uh, at this time. So I think the HD7970 from AMD released in January, and then the GTX 680 released from NVIDIA in March. Okay. So it was only a couple months later. And the 680 was way faster than the HD HD7970. Okay. And AMD, a few months later, released the 7970 gigahertz edition to try to <laughs> to try to uh get that uh the, the fastest gpu crown back oh. i know it's so bad this is like what i would name graphics when i was drunk and i was in charge <laughs> <laughs> so they they tried to make the fastest graphics yeah. card again but the work. gtx 680 was so much faster that it didn't really help yeah. at all and just so nvidia basically claimed the graphics card crown here mm-hmm. and they basically held it for or, a little while and it's just like it's the seven nine seven gigawatts edition. It's gonna be super fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Go both home. grandpa, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both the uh, GTX six hundred series from Nvidia and the HD seven thousand series from AMD were both made on TSMC's twenty eight nanometer node. Mm-hmm. So they were basically on the same node, but Nvidia made a much better graphics card architecture. I- I think, like we said this at the beginning, the clear real winner here out of all this is TSMC. It's TSMC. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, competition? Sounds great. How many do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, yeah, what competition? Like, yeah, I'll make your graphics card. Yeah, I won't tell the other guy what you're doing. Yeah, I'll exactly. also make your graphics card. And I definitely I, won't tell them what they're doing. Like, TSMC has a ton of, of plants, right? Oh, yeah. They have a ton of different fabs all over the world. Yeah. But it's really, really strange that these cards are probably being made in the like, same factory together. They're probably being made on the same wafers together, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, all right, so this is uh, the 3000 series and the 6000 series. It's like, all right, okay, we got a bunch of defective ships. Like, all right, half go to the 3060s, the other half go to the 6600s or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not how it is, but I like your thinking. I, I'm trying to simplify it for... <laughs> okay thank one, you one question the 7970 is their top of the line competing yeah. with well t- technically supposed to, to be it's supposed to be competing with the 680 was the other versions the 7950 and 30 don't they mm-hmm. do like every 20 at this point uh sort or was of it, or is it 10 like was there a 7960 a 7950 so oh man amd's release releases are They'll they'll release like fifteen different SKUs and then Nvidia will have like ten yeah. or or five. Yeah. Like Nvidia is nice and tight and they only make a, a couple different variations, yeah. which is way smarter. And yeah. AMD releases like twenty different variations. Yeah, so like, they have a bunch of different versions of okay. the seven thousand series. So it's like thirty sixty, thirty seventy, thirty eighty, thirty ninety, and then TI variations. It's like that's pretty much yeah. it. There's and maybe a thirty fifty later. Yeah. Whatever. But a, it, I mean AMD has stopped producing many different SKUs. Yeah, they finally figured out that like yeah. hey, when you go buy a graphics card, maybe there shouldn't be 30 options for the same series. Right. Yeah, right. cuz no one knows what the <laughs> hell they're buying. Right. I got gotcha. you. Uh so then 
Uh, a big thing with the 7000 series from AMD, this was the first year that AMD moved to their GCN architecture. Mm-hmm. So what the architecture is, is basically their design philosophy mm-hmm. for the next couple generations of graphics cards, okay. right? So they design basically how the GPU is or the graphics chip is going to process information mm-hmm. and they add in a bunch of new features for like newer DirectXs and newer APIs like Vulkan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they put that in the architecture and then every generation after that is technically a new architecture, mm-hmm. but it's a variation of their base architecture. Yeah. Right? It's very it's so a lot of weird code names and stuff like that. So GCN is basically what AMD will be using up until 2017 or 2018. So basically think of it like Source Engine and then everybody making their modded version of the Source Engine. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, so it's like, hey, this is the base framework and we're just improving on that and making it better. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good way of thinking of it. I know, you know? it's not okay. right, but that's a good layman's way of thinking it's, no, about it's it. No, a, it's a good... No, it's a, it's a good... I like it. I like right. it. I'll, it's acceptable. All right. It's a Valve <laughs> thing. We'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is basically the core design for all of their GPUs from here up until like 2018-ish. Mm-hmm. Names like Hawaii, Polaris, etc. Those are all code names for newer versions of the GCN architecture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then in 2013, AMD released the uh, 200 series. Mm-hmm. And specifically, the R9-290X, that was one of the first graphics cards I ever had. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, This basically took the crown back from NVIDIA, um, but it was known for being hot and loud. Hmm. And back in 2013, social media was a thing at this point, and that stigma of hot and loud stuck with AMD for like the next four to five years unfortunately oh wow wow. yeah it was it's pretty sad just because they had one bad generation um Mm. but they didn't make it any better for themselves they had an uber fan mode that they had installed on the cards and when you turn this on it made the card turn the fan Mm -hmm. up to a hundred percent and it sounded like a jet engine right this was on the reference model this was not on all models yeah right this is just the ones they handed out to reviewers which is a bad look yeah (laughs) um it made the 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 card sound like a jet engine but it pushed the performance i just hit my mic but it pushed the performance to beat the current gtx titan and gtx 780 which was nvidia's current high uh cards at the times Mm -hmm. yeah I guess is the is the Titan considered like the highest top end? tier top tier at this Titans, at this point? Yeah, so this was the first generation that the Titan, the Titan right? ever existed. Oh yeah. no 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 no! I'm sorry, it 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 existed with the 600 series. Okay, I think it was like the Titan Black or something. I didn't like that. know that because I have an. Is there an R7 or is it all R9? R9 is like their higher end ones, and uh-huh. then R7 was their like entry level because i think i had r7 270x as the graphics yep. card i had that was the first graphics card i ever had that one mm-hmm. uh, okay 
Because I was like, you had an R9 290X? That must have been crazy expensive back then. Well, no, I, I updated, upgraded from the 270X to the uh, 290X. Okay. And then this was also at the time that SLI and Crossfire were on their way out, but I didn't know that at the time, and I bought two of them. Oh, yikes. So I did Crossfire 290Xs, <laughs> and at the time, they were like the highest end card you could mm-hmm. get. Yeah. And I needed a thousand watt power supply. <laughs> so basically, with that, you actually turned your PC into an actual jet that could fly with the two. Oh fans. yeah, I was very, very warm in the winter. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, um, the Uber mode basically allowed them to be like the top king for this generation. Yeah, and surprisingly, the two R nine two ninety, so the mm-hmm. cut down version of the two ninety X was still faster than the GTX 780, which was NVIDIA's top top of the line card at the time. Hmm. That's, which is pretty that's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Considering I think the GTX 780 was about five hundred dollars at the time and the yeah. R9 290 came in at three hundred bucks. Yeah. What's crazy is that the year before this they got like destroyed by the 680 yeah. and they're like, all right, screw this. Hold my beer. We're gonna yeah. make some, we're gonna we're starting <laughs> yeah. from scratch. Exactly. Yeah, that's wild. So it's it was pretty good, um, although the reviewers basically crapped all over the card, and the card didn't do very well mm-hmm. uh, because of the wow. the hot and loud stigma. Because they sent reviewers a terrible card with a terrible cooler, and the thing is, Addon Board Partners, so everybody else mm-hmm. that makes versions of that card, yeah. they fixed the problem by just adding a second fan, so yeah. the the fans didn't have to spin at like I don't know five thousand RPM. So. Is the reference card, correct me if I'm wrong, is this like what most people call like Founders Edition? Or is this like what they just said? I mean, the Founders Edition is technically a reference card. Uh The reference cards are the design that AMD and NVIDIA basically say is like the minimum standard. If you fit this minimum spec, then you're allowed to make our cards. (laughs) Okay. So that's basically like what they make, and then everybody else fancies it up for their own, like. Yeah. ROG. Well, basically, add in board partners look at the reference models and they go, this is garbage. We're going to make our own. Yeah. And then they make a fancy one that hopefully sells better because it looks cooler than everybody else's. Put some RGB, slap a bunch of fans on there, call it a day. Exactly. Yep. All right. I gotcha. That's how it is now. Yeah. That's how it is now. (laughs) So, yeah. So basically, because of that terrible cooler, AMD lost that generation, although they did have the performance crown. Even though. it's so annoying now that we're looking at the past. It's like, hey, because nowadays it's not even, it's it's a whole nother thing. It's just crazy to me. It's like, hey, our cards perform way better. Yeah, they're loud, but if you don't buy the reference one, then you get right. more fans, it's fine. Like, nope, I'm just buying a GTX, even if it's more expensive because, you know, yep. I don't want to buy an AMD But at this card. time, at this time, uh, NVIDIA's marketing was on full blast. Oh, yeah. Their marketing was way better than AMD's at the time, and AMD was still losing money because this is currently when they were releasing their FX series of processors. Yeah, when I was big, yikes. When I was a, uh, which we talked about before too, when I was, you know, starting to really get into PC gaming around this time, like I didn't even know, like if you if you're like on building computer and like oh what graphic card you can get if you said you're getting anything AMD, people were like, are you stupid? Like what? Why? Yeah, you. I mean, it's the same thing with Intel. It's kind of like. Because marketing was so good. I mean, they yep. may have been right about the Intel thing, not using <laughs> the FX series. But it was yeah. kind of like, why would you buy an AMD graphics card? Like, oh, I heard this is really good. 
I mean, we it's a good bang for your buck. We talked about this like, before. Yeah, because it's worse than NVIDIA's. I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's hot and loud. That doesn't yeah. mean it performs worse. <laughs> well, I mean, and we've we've had this conversation before on the show. I mean, like, it took you years to convince me to get a Ryzen processor because mm-hmm. it's just like the stigma is there. Like it, I yeah. mean, and and even for you, you know, you are excited for it, but before that, you're like, yikes, I'm not buying an AMD processor. <laughs> yeah, terrible. no way. <laughs> FX processors were garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right, go ahead. All right, so we're gonna skip ahead two years because honestly, like graphics card releases started to slow down around this time it now takes the manufacturers like probably two years like a year and a half to two years to come Mm -hmm. out with new cards depending on the generation like depending on what they're doing i got you so 2015 rolls around a uh radeon technologies group was created so basically amd separated their graphics department from their cpu department okay reason being is their cpu department was not doing so hot so this is still during the fx series Mm mm-hmm and so they split the groups, basically split the uh, departments and the funding yeah, so that both could individually do their their stuff because the, the graphics card department was being held down by the what the CPU department was lacking. Yeah. <clears throat> which was a fantastic idea for them. Yeah. NVIDIA also released the GTX 900 series to very positive reviews. Uh, another GPU release on... T- oh, I'm sorry. The previous generation, the um, 700 series, was also on TSMC's 28 nanometer node. Mm-hmm. So NVIDIA released two series on the same node, just like mm-hmm. they did with the 400 and 500 uh, series. Yeah. But what they did with the 900 series with optimizations was pretty insane. Mm-hmm. They're on the same size node, but they were still able to get about 20 to 30% more performance out of that node mm-hmm. with just optimizations. You just figure out how to build it better basically exactly Hmm. it was it was pretty insane um and the gtx 980 absolutely dominated sales charts and it dominated steam's hardware survey at the time Hmm. this was the most popular graphics card that you could buy 980 or 970 gtx 970 okay yeah and this was also the time that bitcoin was getting really popular Mm -hmm. and uh you know, both companies, AMD and NVIDIA, both sold tons of gar- gra- uh, graphics cards at the time, and they didn't know how long it was going to last because this is kind of when Bitcoin was first mm-hmm. getting popular, Yeah, and AMD ended up overproducing cards, and they lost millions of dollars when the, uh, when the Bitcoin bubble popped. And it was reported that they had tens of millions of GPUs that were sent back to them from add-in board partners who couldn't sell them anymore. Yikes. What? So at this point, what was uh, what were the Radeon cards? The 300 series. The, they were basically just rebranded oh, the 200 R, series. R7, R9, 300 series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the R9-290 became the R9-390. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And <clears throat> so that didn't help AMD at all mm-hmm. uh, when they were financially uh, struggling still. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when the GTX 970 was performing way better. It was cheaper and it was way more efficient than what the 390 was offering. Hey, but it's not all pros for the 970. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next thing is the GTX 970 was sold as having four gigabytes of uh, video memory, mm-hmm. right? It's on the boxes everywhere. It mm-hmm. was GTX 970, four gigabyte. Yeah. Right. Well, after, dude, I think it was only like a couple months mm-hmm. of the card being out. Reports came out that if you hammered the graphics card, if you wanted to try to play at 4K and like mm-hmm. turn up all the settings and stuff like that, the performance absolutely tanked mm-hmm. and people couldn't figure out what the heck was, going was happening cards, yeah right and like it performs fine at 1080p and 1440p but at 4k it's like it's mm-hmm. dipping hard like i'm talking single digit frame rates it was mm-hmm. stuttering really bad right yeah. and so eventually they found out that the um four gigabytes of vram was not all the same speed mm-hmm. so they had three and a half gigabytes of the video memory running at like the the rated speed which i don't i don't even know what it was at like maybe five thousand megahertz or something like that and then the last 500 megabytes of memory was like a quarter of that speed so whenever you ended whenever you used more than three and a half gigabytes of, of video memory it completely tanked their performance because all of the memory started running at the same speed as the slowest portion it's like when you, and it killed performance it's like when you don't what, what's the option in bios like xml was it should i change your RAM uh speed? yeah yeah x x lm x, x dude x, wh- why'd you have to say XLR? like that you may <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it's called anymore x, xml right i think I that's what it is i don't think so <laughs> i can't think of it because you said it so, so weirdly weird. <laughs> yeah so you know whenever you go into your bios and you're like oh i bought 3200 megahertz ram yeah. but it's running at 2133 and you're like oh i forgot right. to go enable that my bios pro tip if you haven't done that and you're like <gasps> or it's like oh my god my 144 hertz monitor has been running at 60 hertz for four years now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and and then yeah, that's crazy though because realistically they I, did it to save money. Yeah, How they, much money they saved on that? I don't know. Was it worth they it? Had to play it, obviously. They had to pay out a bunch of people to class action lawsuit. Well, yeah, there was a class action lawsuit, and if you still had your receipt, you got sixty dollars, which is actually a lot of money for a class action lawsuit. Yeah. But when the card was four hundred bucks, they made out like bandits. Oh yeah, because the amount of the amount of people they actually had to pay out is like what ten. I was. 10%. This was the first time that. I had experience with a class action lawsuit and immediately when they sent me the email and they were like, you need to have your receipt. I was like, Oh, this is a scam. Yeah. (laughs) These, these class action lawsuits are just for lawyers to make a ton of money and it's not for the consumers at all. Yeah, basically. And I know because I have your old 970. I don't have it anymore, yeah, you but do. my sister-in-law has it. Works <laughs> yeah. great for her, for Facebook and like, I mean, dude, at 1080p for the most part, it's totally fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, games are getting more demanding, but it's 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 pretty decent for a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they had the class action lawsuit at the time. AMD took advantage of this bad heat that NVIDIA was mm-hmm. getting, and they released a ton of really good advertisements. And basically, the ones that stuck with me was like they had like a like a uh, a commercial or mm-hmm. something about their. Uh, R9 390 8 gigabyte mm-hmm. having all of the video memory that's printed on the box. <laughs> nice. They're like, our and GPU they... is worse, but at least we're not lying to you right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was some really good advertising and uh, hmm. that w- they needed more of that like consistently. Hmm. 
Uh, and then as well, um, later on in the year, AMD tried to do something to get the performance crown back. So they released the Fury series of graphics cards, oh, which as soon as they were released, they were forgotten by everybody. <laughs> I just, I feel like I just got hit by the nostalgia train because I, right? I can like see the box. I'm like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. They were cool looking graphics cards. They were. Though, I got to admit. And then no one, no one, they went to the forest and they were lost forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because the naming scheme is also awful. R9 yeah. Fury. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> No, Where, what happened to the numbers? <laughs> yeah. Which which one did you get? Just the Fury one, Fury like yeah. three hundred, like the movie that came out around the same year. Oh yeah, the crazy haircuts <laughs> with Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the Fury. So what they did with these graphics cards was they tried using a new technology called HBM, high bandwidth memory. Mm -hmm. And the fancy thing about HBM is that the memory is i believe 3d stacked so the memory is on top of each other okay. right instead of so like if you look at a graphics card like yeah. you have the graphics chip in the center and then you have memory chips spread out around it yeah. like a halo mm -hmm. uh, around the graphics chip right yeah whereas hbm is up right next to the gpu uh mm -hmm. chip there it's touching it and the memory is stacked okay so what that does is that transferring data in between the different memory modules, as long as it's in the same stack, is crazy fast. Okay. Like, it's super, super fast. But it was the first version of HBM memory. So yeah. it had a lot of limitations. One of those limitations was only being four gigabytes <laughs> in total. For, like, their super high-end competitive. For their high-end competitive big, card. Yikes. Yeah. Big yikes on that one. So... Because of this, right? Because at the time, um, the 980 Ti had six gigs of VRAM, mm -hmm. right? So it was kind of like at the time, it was like, all right, if you want a high end card, like six gigabytes is like the minimum, right? Yeah. Uh, at the time, AMD was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter how much VRAM you have, it matters about the speed, oh. which I'll tell you right now is complete and utter bullcrap. If huh. anybody tells you that the speed of VRAM matters over the quantity, is a complete lie. Oh. So it's it like, is an absolute complete lie. The amount of memory you have on your graphics card is way more important than the speed. It's the like the so that's the guy from Microsoft that left Microsoft to go work for them. Developers, developers, <laughs> developers. <laughs> no, the guy that said you're never going to need more than two gigs of RAM. It was the ever. same guy. Yeah, exactly. It was the same guy. Yeah, it's the reason being is that. Yes, you need fast memory, but as long as it's fast memory on the GPU, if you have an option between a two gigabyte version of a card and a four gigabyte version, always go with the one that has more yeah. VRAM on it because it's going to last longer. Because what happens over time is you play at higher resolutions, which mm -hmm. increases the amount of VRAM you use, as well as texture detail and effects detail end up using more VRAM. So if you want to turn details up, you're going to need more VRAM. Yeah. in the long run the layman's the layman's uh, version that i'm thinking of is if there's a two, well nowadays it's hard to tell because the prices are crazy but how yeah. they should be if the two gigabyte card is two hundred dollars and the four gigabyte card is three hundred dollars you probably should get the four gigabyte because it's better <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it's not i was like oh you you don't have to have that it depends on what you're doing because i know a lot of cards now they're like they have a three gig and a six gig version or whatever it's like sometimes the six gig version is like double the price 
because for whatever reason yeah you know well now but nowadays, it's it's, it's going to last you longer exactly it's more like hey do you want something that's good right now or do you want something that will continue to be good for do you, yeah do you want a good bang for buck or like do you just want to get the bare minimum yeah. just to play something and then you upgrade in the next year or two mm-hmm. great that's fine but if you want a car that you actually want to keep for a little while mm-hmm. if that you if you have the option get the one with the higher vram amount yeah exactly yeah okay so that's 2015. That was a Big. jam-packed year. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to 2016. AMD released the RX 480. This was a die shrink to Ooh. 14 nanometer. So going from 20 nanometer, 14 nanometer. But this time they switched over to Global Foundries. Mm. Now who is Global Foundries? You might ask. Yeah. Well, they are also a you know um, semiconductor company. Yeah, semiconductor company, just like TSMC and Samsung. But they're also the company that was producing FX processors for AMD. Now, the fault of the FX processors pretty much lies solely on AMD for the terrible design, right? Yeah. But also, Global Foundries... What's up? They're like, dude, we just built it. You designed it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Global Foundries is also a... Sorry, in my opinion, this is harsh. Terrible company. I'm going to uh tame my words yeah they're a terrible company that seriously lacks innovation right yeah so they had 14 nanometer at the time amd used them to create the rx 480 um while the 480 was a really good performing card amd had given up on trying to compete with nvidia on the high end so the rx 480 was actually meant to compete with the $200 to $300 range mm-hmm. from whatever NVIDIA was releasing at the time, which ended up being the 1060. Yeah, I remember I remember this because it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess we're barely getting to that point now where they're like, AMD isn't competing with anything that's like higher end. So you like, if you're a gamer. Are you talking about in 2016? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, yeah. So at this point, you know, with the, nines, the 900 series and, you know, getting to the 10 series, it's like, if you're a gamer, you just ignore AMD because they're not competitive. Unless you're like, yeah. you know, want to get a two, three hundred dollar graphics card, which is fine too. But if you're looking to like, oh, I want to push FPS and stuff, you're like you're not even looking at AMD because there's nothing. Right. It's not like oh, their stuff's performing bad. They're not making anything to compete with. Yeah, they straight <laughs> up didn't have anything that was faster than a uh, 1060. And like the 480 competed with the 1060. They were basically neck and neck in yeah. every single game. You know. Obviously, it depended on like if it was NVIDIA or AMD sponsored, who yeah. did better. But like for the most part, it was buy whichever one is cheaper at the time. Yeah. And you're right. At the time, AMD was not even considered at the high end because they had absolutely nothing. And it didn't help their their stigma in the market of being the slower mm-hmm. brand than NVIDIA. Because if NVIDIA can tout, we have the fastest graphics card. Mm-hmm. Who, who, what is what card are people on reddit going to suggest to people yep they're always going to suggest the fastest thing they're always going to talk about the fastest thing that's what's going to be in every single video mm-hmm. that's what's going to be used in every single benchmarking video yeah unless right? unless nvidia unless, nvidia nvidia yeah like this was such a bad move from amd to do this to themselves and their thinking behind it was oh we're gonna make a card for the most popular market right well and the thing is is like it's like comparing, you know, here's the video on YouTube. Here's the title. Comparing AMD's high-end graphics card to NVIDIA's low-end graphics card comparison breakdown. It's like, well, well I mean, it wasn't... That, that didn't happen because, like, 
people knew that it was what it was. It was competing with the 1060. Yeah. No, right? that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. They're like competing with NVIDIA's lower end, which is like a 1060 with AMD's technically high end because there's nothing else. You know what right. I mean? It's like, hey, comparing these in the same price range. But then after that, it's like, oh, and if you want a real graphics card, get a 1070 and there's nothing exactly. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just didn't help the mind share that NVIDIA had cultivated at the time. Yep. Like this was peak NVIDIA is the only oh, company yeah. to buy from. Yeah. Well, because yeah. they kind of are at this point. They, For the most part. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't compete. There was no RX 490 to try to compete with anything higher than, than the mm-hmm. 1060. There are a couple fun facts here, mm-hmm. right? Fun fact, the RX 480, as good of a card as it was, did have a little oopsie where it ended up pulling more power from the PCI slot than it was supposed to because the PCI slot is limited yeah. to 75 watts, right? Yeah. You get 75 watts through the PCI slot, and then if your card needs anything more than that, you need to plug in like the PCI mm-hmm. uh, power supply cables that that go in there, right? Yeah. The 480 was pulling over 100 watts from the PCI slot. Yikes. And what that ended up doing was uh, causing some motherboards to die. Nice. <laughs> Kill themselves, basically. So, that was a little bit of an oopsie yeah. on, on that part. It was Yikes. quickly fixed by AMD after, like, a month or two of it, like, yeah. you know, of making the rounds and them actually figuring out what the heck is going on. Yeah. But, again, didn't help AMD's stigma in mm-hmm. the minds of gamers, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, that was that was bad. The uh, the 10 series also launched uh, on TSMC's 16 nanometer node. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than AMD, what AMD was producing. Yeah. But because it was, it came after the crazy optimizations that the, nine, the 900 series had, mm-hmm. the 10 series was just an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. It was almost half the size of the previous generation. And dude it was just such a good i mean such a good series so this is 2016 when these cards actually came out right yeah i mean we're still using these cards you and i right now yeah, yeah. we are yeah <laughs> that's so weird i have a 10 i have a 1080 you have a 1080 ti right yeah and i think yeah. john has a 1070 ti 70 ti yeah. yeah so i mean these are five-year-old cards and i'm still can play everything that i want to play fine yep i'm playing at 1440p you're playing at 1080 yeah exactly and like most games, you know, especially if it's competitive stuff, like I'm hitting 100, 150 FPS, like no problem. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So these are, they were really good bang for the bucks. Like the performance you got for the mm-hmm. prices NVIDIA was selling the, these 10 series cards at was really, really good. And that was the thing that I think solidified this generation as being like one of the best graphics card generations pretty yeah. much ever. Mm-hmm. I would say it was it's on par at with NVIDIA's 8000 series like we were talking about yeah. before the 8800 GT and ultra and gts yeah. and basically to solidify that point the gtx 1066 gigabyte the first 1060 that was launched basically stayed on the top of steam's uh hardware survey list of the most popular graphics cards mm-hmm. up until now mm-hmm. so it once it released in july of 2016 a couple months after that once people got their hands on it it has been the number one used card on steam since 2016 five years later it's crazy it dude it's nuts how mm-hmm. many of those cards they sold yeah. i think they stopped producing them just a couple like a year or two ago mm-hmm. like they were producing them well into the the next generation that they yeah. released they're still selling and, hotcakes dude 
yeah, for for good reason too. We'll talk about that generation. Um, so yeah, the the 1060 was uh was an awesome card. So that that pretty much sums up 2017 or 2016. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to 2017. Um, Raja Kaduri was the top engineer at AMD, and he was poached by Intel. Mm-hmm. So he left AMD to go to Intel. He was the one that basically came up with all of the designs for AMD's graphics cards. Hmm. For like, I think he was there for like ten years or something like that. Yeah. So he was he was in it, right? In my opinion, this was the best thing to happen to AMD, other than Lisa Sue uh, yeah, taking over, figuring out what goes on in the CPU department because she's yeah. she was the one leading the CPU department, mm-hmm. right? To and they created Ryzen. So in my opinion, Raja Kaduri leaving AMD was one of the best things that could have happened to them because I believe his lack of innovation in gpu tech for amd was what was holding their gpu department back Hmm. okay i think gcn was an absolute disaster of an architecture yeah i think they realized that too now (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh they did um to try to compete with nvidia on the high end in 2017 amd tried to release a graphics card series called the vega series Mm -hmm. they released the vega 64 and the vega 56 the reason they had these weird names is that uh, the Vega 64 had 64 computing units, and the Vega 56 had 56 computing units, which is basically like how big their graphics card is. <sighs> I don't, I just don't like it. I think uh, Diesel Chicken. I mean, in a, a sense, it's it's a decent naming scheme, but yeah. to layman's, if it's like these numbers mean nothing. If you're nothing an engineer making it and you think you're cool and you're not, <laughs> like. Yeah. Vega, uh, I think true. I think Vega fifty six or sixty four. One of those two is is the card that yeah, diesel, I think it's a fifty six. I think it's uh is what Diesel Chicken has that is currently yeah. dying or dead. So it yeah. lasted pretty long. What three years? I also had a Vega fifty six. Yeah. I bought it second hand a couple months after it released. Mm-hmm. Somebody like bought it to benchmark it, and I bought it for like a hundred dollars cheaper than mm-hmm. market value. Yeah, I was like, heck yeah. <clears throat> I had that up until two years ago when I got my uh 10 1080ti used Hmm. so it was it was a good card man i i enjoyed it the cool thing about them was that they were still using hbm Hmm. okay so the same thing that the fury was using but it was hbm2 okay which they were able to to put much more hbm on the gpu so for both the 64 and the 56 both of them had eight gigabytes of hbm2 memory okay so cool it was awesome, man. I, I enjoyed the card. I didn't really have any problems with it, um, in my personal opinion. They did have some, like, display blackout issues, but, like, every graphics card goes through those problems every once in a while. Yeah. So it's it's not, in my opinion, it wasn't really a huge issue, but the marketing, again, for these cards was so lackluster, and they came out too late Dude, to I... compete with the 10 series, like, the Vega uh 64 could only barely compete with the gtx 1080 the card that you have it mm-hmm. couldn't even compete with the 1080 ti so yeah. it was kind of pointless whenever people have uh, told me oh i'm like what gp do you have they're like oh, i have a vega 64 or vega 56 like i honestly had no idea what that was i've never i've yeah. literally never heard of this like i did not yeah. know this is a thing <laughs> it's like, yeah. crazy and it's like, it I mean, is, I, it's not like I don't play odd. games. I'm not like on the internet and like doing stuff. I'm like, yeah, 
Like you hear about the 10 series everywhere. Like, oh, it's NVIDIA. Oh, yeah, I have a 1070 or I have a 980 or whatever. It's like, cool. It's yeah. like, I have a Vega. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Is that an AMD card? Like, I have absolutely no clue what that is. Yeah. It, again, their marketing department was just bad. They didn't learn from the Fury and or, the fact that naming that not a number was terrible and people had no idea where to put it in the like skew that they already yeah, had. Yeah. We're like, where does a Vega fit in? Is it like below a yeah, uh, better or worse? Four uh an rx 450 or is it better than a 480 who yeah, knows yeah yeah gotcha so it was it was just bad some more bad press was the vega 64 liquid edition which was like the highest end one that had mm-hmm. a liquid cooler attached to yeah. it pulled almost 600 watts when using the turbo mode and they were using that to try to beat the 1080 yeah the gtx 1080 <laughs> That's so Big yikes, because the 1080 was using like 250 to 300 watts. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like, this yeah. is bad news, dude. a full bad aquarium inside your computer, basically. The water yeah, cooling. It's nice. The, the fish are boiling. Yeah, the fish are like dead. <laughs> yeah. oh, so that was some more bad publicity and more, I mean, up to this point, the 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 RX 480 and the RX 580, which was just a refresh of it. Mm-hmm. They were cool, man. They, yeah. they ran perfectly fine. They didn't use a lot of power. They, they weren't extremely hot, but the Vega series, those cards were hot. Yeah. They, they ran hot and not loud, but although I guess the, the Vega 64 liquid edition did had a, have a pump wine noise. So I guess they were a little loud. Yeah. It was yeah. just bad news. It's because it, it was pulling so much power. It's it draining the power. It grid. was screaming, kill me, <laughs> kill me. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> so moving to 2018, there's some uh, some releases in here. You know, NVIDIA was just filling out the rest of their 10 series lineup, uh, releasing a couple more like lower end cards. One of those cards was the GT 1030 DDR4 edition. So... What this card was, was a card to try to compete with the GT710, mm-hmm. right? So do you know what the GT710 is it's from like, NVIDIA? It's the only thing that's like even remotely available on shelves these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, before the current situation. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's basically it's, just a card. It's a cheap like $40 to $50 card. It doesn't like a fan on it. It's just like... It's, exactly. It's the graphics cards of my childhood, basically. <laughs> it, it's like mustard colored or like or red or green it's really ugly it's really ugly but it's and, it's just so that you can put it into a pc and use more than one monitor yeah that's it's literally just like a, a monitor switch sort of yeah uh, yeah <laughs> kind of kind yeah, of exactly so it's, that card it's a 710 it's from the 700 series from 2013 right yeah it was selling like hotcakes uh this car, the GT 1030, was Nvidia trying to Redo come that. out with a new, like updated version. It's basically for people, so that, that people could run like four, two 4K monitors. Or it's like, hey, I have an you know really cheap computer for my office, and I wanted to have multiple. It's basically barely better than onboard graphics. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent true. All it's for. Yeah, but. The the thing about the 1030 is that it came with two gigabytes of VRAM mm-hmm. and it was actually kind of fast. Really? And the card, yeah, the card was supposed to sell for around sixty to seventy five dollars, mm-hmm. but 
uh, add in board partners ended up putting like a half decent cooler on these things. So they were selling for about a hundred bucks, right? Okay. I would say at that price point, it's not very good because the 1050 at the time was like $110. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> so like... I was like, get the 1050 because it's way better. But yeah. the 1030 was still, if you could find it for 75 bucks, it was pretty good. Yeah. I actually have one. Yeah. You could play like, so I, think you I told put me this about this. Yeah, yeah, I did because it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I ended up putting these 1050, uh, 1030s in my work PCs when I had my own shop, mm-hmm. right? And I did that because I was like, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on them. But yeah. basically, anywhere I went in my in my shop that I had, mm-hmm. I was able to play games on yeah. those computers <laughs> if I wanted to. Like so if computers. I had downtime, yeah, yeah, if I had downtime and I was just waiting for like a bunch of scans to run on computers mm-hmm. or like installing something, whatever, and I had free time. I could boot up Warframe and play at 1080p low settings, yeah. like over 100 FPS. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Our- Dude, it was so much fun. These cards were so cool. But in 2018, NVIDIA didn't like that they were selling like hotcakes, or I guess they did like that they were selling hotcakes and they wanted to try to make even more profit on them. So they released the GT 1030 ddr4 edition so Mm -hmm. the standard ones use ddr5 which is fast video memory yeah these were using ddr4 memory the same type of memory in your desktop computer Mm -hmm. so gddr5 is different from ddr4 yeah they're like the speed difference Mm -hmm. way different yeah okay so what this did is it absolutely killed the gaming performance of these cards bringing it back down to like the gt710 like Yikes. version of performance dude it was bad and they didn't at the time they didn't name it anything different so these were selling right next to gddr5 versions and there was like basically no way to tell so obviously the tech press was like very pissed off that they did this sneaky switcheroo yeah and so they ended up or some add in board partners took the uh responsibility and started labeling them differently, but mm. it was just bad publicity for NVIDIA. But again, at the time, nobody cared because NVIDIA was making the GT 1060 and it was selling like hockey. Yeah, they're making the other tensors. So everyone's like, well, why would I buy a 1030? I don't care about that. I'm a gamer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was just to point out that like NVIDIA is not your friend. <laughs> yeah. Another, another <laughs> yeah, like, if you haven't figured that out yet, you. you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so we're getting basically I would consider we're at current times right now. Yeah. 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. So 2019, at the beginning of the year, AMD launched the first seven nanometer GPU, the Vega 7. Oh my God, stop. It was immediately forgotten <laughs> because no one bought it. Uh, because its performance sucked and they only made uh, a couple thousand of them. Mm-hmm. It was it was literally only to get their name out there because Nvidia had just launched the 20 series back in uh the very end of 2018. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Nvidia uh GTX 20 series. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. So this is the 2080, 2080 Ti, 2070, <sighs> 2060, the RTX cards. Mm-hmm. So this Graphics card generation is probably one of the more controversial ones in the past 10 years, I would say. Divisive. Divisive. (laughs) What they did was they basically rebranded the performance of the 10 series cards Mm -hmm. and tried to sell the 
the like non-price difference as oh you get ray tracing performance yeah with these cards but at the time ray tracing wasn't a thing in games yeah no game supported it their game list was a total lie yeah. they were like oh yeah i hit my mic again yeah. they're like oh yeah 10 10 games support ray tracing and it ended up being that like two or three of them supported it mm-hmm. and the 10 games that were on that list five out of those 10 games never added ray tracing support yeah and the other two games that added it added it like six months to a year later yeah so they they straight up just tried to rebrand the 10 series and tack on all of these extra like mm-hmm. features ray tracing and ai yeah. and all of this bullcrap that at the time mm-hmm. didn't mean anything to gamers yeah and they were like yeah it's gonna change gaming forever it's also the same price yeah <laughs> for the same performance basically and what, people hated it well and what's crazy is that i don't what do you mean by the same price because the price of the cards like like doubled basically so the price on the high end doubled okay the the 10 or the ti version of the 80 card mm-hmm. right the 2080 ti yeah got boosted from $700 to $1000. Yeah. So, but anything below that basically stayed the same price for the same performance. But exactly. So that with that being said is that by this time, you know, when the 20 series comes out, you know, back then it means the 10 series got cheaper because the new series is out. It did. So that now you're a like, lot of reviewers after reviewing the 20 series, they were like ray tracing doesn't matter, DLSS doesn't matter at the at currently yeah. because it, it it's an unproven technology at the time yeah they were like just buy the 10 series because they're cheaper yeah they're like hey now's a great that's a i mean even me i'm like now's a great time to buy a 1070 or 1080 <laughs> yeah. yeah it really was and so i would say the 20 series from nvidia flopped oh yeah and it did i think they would tell you that too yeah because their sales uh expectations were not met they i think they said that in a uh in a conference call with their shareholders they were like yeah sales are lower than expected <laughs> well yeah that's because you know you have the nine series which is like blowing everything out of the water then you have 10 series yeah. so you're like oh we're just hitting which them out was of the just park. like this we're, is so much better <laughs> this, yeah we're hitting them out of the park let's do let's basically just uh let's show them a battlefield one trailer with some cool yep. scenery happening Yep. And then we'll just tell them. We'll They're like, hey, you can see the reflection of the fire from this flamethrower in puddles and on the car. Yeah. Like, in a fast paced shooter where the only thing you're trying to see is the enemy. <laughs> people shooting at you and running you over the tank. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, cool. And it looks really pretty, but it's also going to look really pretty on my 1080. So, yeah. Well, without ray tracing. That's the game I, already looks good without ray that's tracing. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. To me, to me personally, I know we said this earlier. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna care about ray tracing. Yeah, eventually when people figure out how to do it correctly and my and like games yeah. can run it. Yes, ray tracing is gonna be a really cool technology. But I don't really care about ray tracing. It's not like Battlefield. There's too much chaos yes. happening for me to be like, correct. Wow, look at the reflection in this puddle of that guy stabbing me. It looks so yep. beautiful. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And. With with the 20 series, right, they were trying to sell it with ray tracing and DLSS and like AI and, mm-hmm. and all this crap yeah. that nobody cared about at the time. We'll talk about what that is after we fully catch up to 2021 in the mm. next like five minutes or so. Yeah. So if you don't know what ray tracing is or DLSS, we'll talk about that in a sec. I'll explain it and I'll go over, you know, why it's good and why it's bad. 
currently the the 20 series in two, 2019 i would consider yeah. it a flop right yeah and at the beginning of the year amd was just trying to get their name out there to stay like Hey, we we still make graphics we card exist. guys. <laughs> yeah. So they they tried to release the Vega uh Vega 7, mm-hmm. which was the first 7 nanometer card, mm. w- which they went back to TSMC for that because fun fact, Global Foundry said, "Eh, screw it, we're not shrinking our node past 12 nanometer. We're not going any smaller cuz it costs too much money." Okay. I'm sorry, that's your entire freaking job. <laughs> yeah. Is it your job <laughs> to keep making things smaller? Yeah. Like nah, so they they good. like completely they completely backed out of the 7 nanometer. Um, well, they completely backed out of of trying to shrink nodes anymore and produce anything smaller. So, currently I believe they're still on 12 nanometer and they're they're still making chips for other people on on 12 nanometer, just offering it way cheaper, I guess. Well, and there's also like, I mean, GPUs aren't the only thing you need semiconductor like chips for. Exactly, it's like everything in the yeah. earth, basically, and not everything needs to be made on like tiny, the smallest tiny. node. There's yeah. still like brand new chips that are being designed on 200 nanometer. Yeah, because they're going in a five dollar PCB board for yeah. a giant machine that doesn't need anything better than that. Yeah, exactly. because they can print it for like five cents. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> yeah. Um, they moved back to TSMC in about mid 2019 AMD released the 5000 series and the reason i point that out is these cards were pretty decent for mm-hmm. what they were right they were almost competing with the 20 series but in my opinion they were about a year and a half too late mm-hmm. they should have been released with the 10 series yeah because the um 5700 XT which was the highest end card in this generation was on the same performance tier as the 1080 Ti which was Nvidia's last gen so top tier card yeah so they're about 2 years too late to be competitive exactly yeah. but it was still good cards for yeah. the price so it was like it's a good generation well, it's just like you're a little bit late well nowadays if you can get that you're like oh sweet i have a 5000 series graphics card right. amazing <laughs> yeah. these are amazing yeah. cards exactly yeah um but the the cool thing about these cards other than the performance being half decent is because they the um were in the middle of transitioning to a new architecture like a new base architecture that would determine how these cards would perform in the future right so they were getting rid of gcn which they developed back in i believe it was 2012 yeah right they're moving over to RDNA, which is the new architecture. Okay. But this generation, the 5000 series, was a half generation. They said oh. RDNA is about halfway implemented and we're still using some GCN Stuff. technology in the card. Okay. So, in my opinion, they got competitive with the last gen because they were ditching GCN. Yeah. I because the, like, the, the rendering pipeline for GCN of like how it determines like how to render stuff. Yeah. It was bottlenecking itself. And this is why I think GCN was such a terrible architecture is because from the get go, they were choking performance on it because they just, because Roger Kaduri is stupid. (laughs) He's smarter than me, but like, if you look at how it was like designed, I'm like, why would you do that? It's like when looking at like what NVIDIA was doing and what RDNA is because RDNA basically was like, yeah, we were choking 
like how to render stuff before and now we just like basically let the floodgates open and it's like yeah let it render as much as you want yeah and go for it <laughs> so See if your card blows up yeah so <clears throat> and that's the cool thing about the 5000 series that's why i wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. because it touches on why the 6000 series the stuff that launched mm-hmm. in 2020 is so dang good okay so yes. let's move to 2020 which is the last year we'll be covering <clears throat> NVIDIA, I I also just wanted to point this out before we get into what launched in 2020. Uh, NVIDIA's revenue in 2020 uh, was divided amongst what they were making, almost 50-50 of gaming revenue, which is like their GTX branded Mm -hmm. stuff or RTX RTX, branded stuff now, and data center sales, right? It's almost 50-50. I I would say it's probably 40-40 and then 20% is like other stuff. Yeah. But the two biggest incomes are gaming cards and data data center, mm-hmm. right? They grew that data center margin in the past two to three years from, it was like about probably 10%. They grew it up to competing with gaming. And they did that with the 10 series so, because Turing, the, mm-hmm. the 20 series, was not necessarily a card for gamers, yeah. The AI crap that they had in there mm-hmm. and the or the ray tracing stuff that they had in there, they didn't make that for gamers. Yeah. They made that for data centers and they made that for content creators. And then they just told gamers it was made for them. So, okay. So when you say data center, do you mean like servers and stuff like that? Yes. So why do those need graphics cards? Um, know- So that they can render stuff out. So like... You know, like server, so, like servers. Pixar, yeah, Pixar, Disney, yeah. all of them. They need render farms to yeah. render out their movies. Yeah, guess what those movies use? RT. They use ray tracing. Oh, okay. So gotcha. every single frame in that is ray. It, it's called something different. Ray tracing is like the gaming term. Yeah, path tracing, right? They use yeah, path yeah. tracing to figure out lighting and shadows and all that stuff. So it's super good looking. It's mm-hmm. realistic, right? Um. Up until this point, they did not have any way to accelerate that process of rendering that stuff yeah. with hardware. It was all software based and it mm-hmm. took forever. Yeah. This hardware, like the ray tracing hardware inside these new cards, was able to speed that up by like tenfold, yeah. if not more than that. Okay, that makes sense then. So it, it has its benefits there. And then the AI component um in the cards was used for like other types of computing as well. Well, right. yeah, and it's also so, it's also stuff like, uh, you know, like all the CG that goes into movies and all this other stuff. Like, it's, right, yeah, which, right. You know. So it, they they basically did that to cover all of their bases with like data centers, and then yeah. they just kind of rebranded it for gamers of being like, hey, you can do ray tracing in games now. Yeah, which ray, like, cool, cause, thanks. Because ray tracing <laughs> is, I don't think I know we talked about this before. Ray tracing has been around for forever, like twenty, thirty. Years. Oh yeah, it's been like since the eighties or nineties. Yeah. Like since mm-hmm. CG has been a thing. Yeah. Ray tracing, like that method of calculating lighting and shadows mm-hmm. and stuff, has been around since like the beginning of technology. It's yeah. just it's taken forever to render one frame. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh, in 2020, right, they grew their market share mm-hmm. crazily in yeah. in the past three years, and it's basically I say that basically to show you all the stuff coming out of Nvidia over basically from here on out. It's not going to be focused on gamers anymore. Yeah. Gamers were the number one thing 
like making NVIDIA billions of dollars mm -hmm. up until now. Yeah. Now it's going to be data centers. So cards in the future are just going to get like cut down versions of what the data centers want. Yeah. And they're going to try to figure out some way to rebrand it to us. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, ray tracing plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super. super. Ray tracing XT. super. <laughs> uh, NVIDIA launched the 30 series, which is the stuff that nobody knows how to mm -hmm. obtain because it's, it's, it's like not real. It's like a unicorn basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, that series was made on Samsung's 8 nanometer node. Okay. Yeah. Everyone praises this series for its uh, really good price to performance, but everybody forgets that they raised the prices with the 20 series mm -hmm. by not making the performance much better. So this performance is still overpriced. Yeah. Like this current generation, in my opinion, for the performance mm -hmm. we're getting is still about 100 to $200 more expensive than it should be. And you and I have had this conversation privately many, many oh, times. Yeah. And it's just many like, times. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so first we release a really good 10 series that everybody loves at probably decent yep. price. It's probably like what the price should oh, be. Oh, it's a great price good. of performance. Yeah. And then we release a 20 series and we gouge the crap out of everything. And then yep. we be we become the bad guy. And then we slightly lower the price of the 30 series, even if they're good cards, but you slightly lower the price off of the Prowse the price gouged price. So I know right. I said price like 30 times right then, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's 10 series, right? Mm -hmm. Sell a good card for $500, mm -hmm. right? 20 series, sell the same card for $500. Mm -hmm. Like, yikes. Uh, there's no benefit here to me at all, mm -hmm. right? These prices suck. Yeah. Then the 30 series comes out and then that $500 card is now $300. Mm -hmm. But it's like, wait a minute, this performance should have been like, way cheaper from this because you skipped a generation yeah <laughs> it should yeah. be 200 dollars now not 300 dollars. yeah you know we use the so cards that's... to destroy the cards yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i use my prices to destroy my prices yeah and I, um but then i remember i remember watching the announcement for the 30 series a bunch of people i'm like oh man these prices this is like oh, such yeah. a price performance i'm like no, you fools! You fell into the trap card. I think I was. No. I think I was watching it with you. We're like you and like, I were, we're seeing like, the price, and we're like, "Crap! Are you kidding me?" Everybody who was live streaming it was like, "Dude, that's a crazy price performance! No way!" It's wow. like that it's, graphic it's card's as only, good as the ten eight. Yeah, it's it's as good as the ten eighty Ti, and it's only six hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, whatever. And then the high end stuff, they're like, "Oh, it's only fifteen hundred dollars." I'm like, "For a graphics yeah. card? Are you kidding me?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I get a Do I get a house with that? What's happening? Yeah. There's yeah. there's no reason you should pay like used car prices yeah. for a graphics card. Yeah. I'm sorry, exactly. but that's a no-no. Exactly. So yeah, they moved to Samsung's 8 nanometer for this generation. Hmm. Why they did that? I don't really know. My assumption is because Samsung offered them a Crazy cheaper deal. price. Yeah, well they they well they're trying to break into the market and they're like, yeah. "Hey, we're going to give you a really good deal so we can get into the market and start being competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, so when I was researching uh, this, I actually saw that some of their 20 series stuff, like the lower end mm -hmm. stuff was actually made at Samsung. Okay. So I'm assuming that they were testing the waters yeah. of their manufacturing capabilities because Samsung recently was like, Hey, we're opening up our fabs to third parties. Mm -hmm. We're going to start making more third party stuff because they have made third party yeah. stuff in the past. But it was kind of their own stuff rebranded. Yeah. But this time they're accepting designs from other companies and then mm -hmm. producing those. So I'm assuming it was testing out the waters, and then Samsung was like, "Hey, man, we'll make your next generation for like 
ten percent lower. Yeah, than, exactly. Than TSMC. Well, and even even being someone as big as Samsung, since you are the new like kid on the block as far as that type of market. In comparison with TSMC, Samsung is small. No, that's what I'm saying, especially in that in that market in general, right? Yeah. So if you get someone, but like, like you said earlier, though, it's like, how do you win in this industry? You become the person that makes other things yeah. for the the top dogs. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if Samsung's like, hey, even if we even if we technically are like breaking even or like losing money, we have the money to back us to do that. If we get yeah. someone big like NVIDIA to start using us instead of TSMC, that's like, yeah. OK, now it's, you know, now Intel or someone's like, oh, NVIDIA is using Samsung. Like we should maybe we should go talk to them, see what deals they are, yeah. you know, see what they'll do for us. That's how you get customers. You lure in like, oh, if NVIDIA is using them, then maybe we should go use them. It's called good marketing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. AMD needs some of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. In 2020, NVIDIA released their 30 series. AMD releases their 6000 series. And this is on TSMC's 7 nanometer node again. Mm -hmm. But this time, it's the full fat RDNA architecture. Okay. So they've completely taken out all of GCN. There's no more remnants of that terrible architecture. This is all brand new stuff. Nice. And what did it do? It brought them basically two generations like ahead of where they were yeah they finally i don't know how long has it been almost 10 years at this point mm -hmm. they finally released a a new generation in the same year as nvidia that is competitive with nvidia at the high end that's crazy it's it seems like an eternity now and and dude in graphics card terms it is like an eternity it really is yeah it's that's like ten I mean, years is insane. I mean, there are literally humans that are like ten years old that don't even know anything. True. That's, that's true. Like, yeah. Like they all they they were born and they all they've known <laughs> is Nvidia their whole lives. What a what a weird comparison. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically all that happened in 2020. Is like, you know, the the year got destroyed by COVID. But yeah. we did get new graphics card releases. And we got other releases too, yeah. like yeah. processors and stuff like that. But this is about AMD and NVIDIA. They basically just released those two GPUs. And now in 2021, you still can't buy them. Well, that's a, that's what I was saying. In 2020, we got graphics card, I want to say releases, more like announcements that they're going yeah. to release them. I've never seen yeah. <laughs> Paper launches. I've, yeah, I've ne <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the graphics card. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> but that brings us into current times, right? And since we're totally caught up, uh, we're just going to be talking about the technology. And I have about a page here written up of stuff, yeah. but it's really like, it, I can go over it pretty quick, but yeah. I do need your help, Jones, to ask questions so that I can further explain it if I'm not explaining it 100%, because... Oh, yeah, These captain. two topics, like ray tracing and upscaling, are really weird to think about when you just talk about it. It's much easier when you can visually see it. Did you realize that without John here, you and I are literally like pinky in the brain when we do these <laughs> Cat dog? Yeah. No, because I'm like, I'm like not not skinny but really tall and you're the shorter one and you're like what are we trying to do tonight Vicky? try to take yeah. over the world are we we're and, taking over the world yeah and i'm here to be like <laughs> but why are we gonna do that 
Can you just interject nice. whenever I'm not making sense because there's too many numbers? And I'm like, I'm an idiot, so I need you to tell me how this is happening. Yes. <laughs> Got it. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about ray tracing first because I think that's the one that people care about the most. Well, because it's a new like marketing term. It's probably what you hear the most. And it, even yes. even like me, I'm like ray tracing. Cool. You can see reflections off of things. Great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mirrors are for as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what is ray tracing, right? Ray tracing is literally what it is, mm-hmm. right? It is a ray that's being shot into the game world, right? The mm-hmm. 3D world. Yeah. So let's say, let's use GTA as an example. Yeah. It doesn't support ray tracing, but <laughs> just using it as an example. Okay. You're standing on the street, Right and you're looking at building, what it will do is it will shoot a ray from the camera, right? A Mm -hmm. single line to the building that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then it will calculate where that ray would bounce off towards the sun. Mm -hmm. So it's going to figure out like where the sun is, and then it will calculate shadows that are accurate. It'll calculate reflections that are accurate, and it'll calculate a bunch of other things that you can basically use ray tracing for it you should use control as an example because i actually have really good ray tracing yeah well i mean it's the same thing i just wanted to use an example of a game that most people have played that's not a lot of people have played control put an f in the chat for that one (laughs) so it it, and that's that's literally all it is is it's it's shooting out a million different little rays to Mm -hmm. try to figure out like where the shadow's physically supposed to be in a 3d world because shadows lighting reflections all of that has been completely faked up to this point and the technology for faking it has gotten so good that we don't even care anymore like people don't notice it until something looks totally off right because when you when you go up to a window Mm -hmm. in most of these 3d games right yeah your character won't be shown in that window right yeah because it it can't calculate that you would yeah. need ray tracing to calculate your character's shadow moving in yeah. a window. Yeah. We can fake it by having your character model flip flopped on the other side of the mirror. Yeah. Right. So like doom, uh, it, that released in 2004, 2005, doom mm-hmm. three, right. That one scene where you walk into the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you can see your character and then mm-hmm. it goes to like a, a quick hell jump scare. Yeah. Like on the opposite side of that mirror, is you're like you're yeah. just looking into another room that's a, a, an exact copy yeah, of the bathroom you're in, yeah. with a second character model of yours yeah. in there, yeah, right? Exactly. Like we've faked. learned how to fake reflection so well, yeah. But ray tracing does it like the real world does it, yeah. Where light is bouncing off and like all that fun yeah, stuff. So like if you're, you know, what we were saying earlier. So if you're walking around and you see a puddle, you could like technically see your own reflection in the puddle when you're like oh you see your gun Correct. and your clothes and you'll and see everything that's behind you because what yeah. video games do is if it's not in the camera it's not being rendered yeah but with ray tracing it's shooting rays everywhere so yeah. it will see stuff behind you yeah. and so if you look in a in a window on the street you'll see the building that's behind you as well yeah. and you'll see all the cars moving behind you all that stuff it's, it's it's basically just technology to up the realism in video games is basically what it's doing right bingo yeah yeah. So does that explain ray tracing? Except for whenever they say there's ray tracing in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ray tra- like oh, ray tracing Minecraft looks really good. 
Like so does an HD texture pack for Minecraft makes it look good yeah. too. It, yeah, E and B mods in text in in um yeah Minecraft make it look way better. Yeah. Literally anything yeah. to Minecraft will make it look way better. I mean, but even like normal Minecraft to me doesn't look that bad because it's just Minecraft. No, it's, it's stylized. Just, I mean it's literally like blocks. So it's like how good can it look at a certain point? <laughs> We're at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. How could good yeah, <laughs> how good exactly. could it be? <laughs> so yeah, that All makes right. sense. Okay, cool. So then how are these graphics cards doing ray tracing, right? What, why are they special? Mm-hmm. Well, both the 30 series and the 6000 series, right? Mm-hmm. NVIDIA and AMD respectively, mm-hmm. both support hardware ray tracing acceleration. The heck does that mean, yeah. right? It basically just means that they have hardware built into them to help calculate shooting those millions of rays into the 3D world because... Like it's a, it is a lot of computational power to do that. Yeah, yeah. Before, right? You can turn on ray tracing with your 10 series card mm-hmm. and see how terrible your FPS is. Chug. Right? You'll go from like 100 FPS down to 5 FPS because yeah. it's it's just that hard to shoot that many rays. Yeah. But what these cards have is hardware specifically built to shoot out those rays more efficiently. I gotcha. Right. So. Both companies do it in different ways, which is what I'll talk about uh, in a sec. Um, <clears throat> so then, yeah, because the nice thing is it. Sorry, ra- go ahead. Is it ray tracing? What Nvidia is calling it? Uh, it's it's now the accepted industry term. Okay, so like, because I know like for a the, minute the official like term that you would use like in anything other than gaming is path tracing. Okay, but I know if, because they're like RTX. And like that's yeah. like their whole. That's just like all marketing and branding stuff. That I mean, that was really good marketing. I mean, it's good on marketing their, their because you're like, oh, it's <laughs> RTX. I mean, if the R means it can do ray tracing, exactly, exactly. Even though it's like, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, you're not technically you're not wrong or lying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not that's not what the R is for. It's just right. It's good marketing. They literally said it doesn't stand for that. It's just branding. I'm like, yeah, but it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, but it works. Works. It doesn't the G and GTX stand for gaming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's just branding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but why? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, both of these cards or both generations from AMD and, and Nvidia currently can do ray tracing. Both do it well. And the nice thing is too that each way that they do it, like their individual ways of of calculating uh ray tracing in games, both of them are good. Okay. And that's something I was worried about because I yeah. don't, I talked to you about it last year yeah. when there were rumors that AMD was going to be able to do ray tracing I'm on their worried. graphics cards next year, yeah. the current year. <laughs> yeah, I was. I told you I was worried because the method AMD was thinking about using, I was like, dude, it's going to kill gaming performance mm-hmm. because it already tanks performance on NVIDIA cards. When you turn on ray tracing, I'm like, dude, that's with nvidia having a specific part of their gpu dedicated to that whereas amd was like yeah any part of our gpu can do ray tracing it's either old forms of of rendering games like you're currently used to or it'll do ray tracing instead yeah and i'm like oh no no No, that's so bad that sounds so bad yeah don't do that please but the nice thing is that both of them figured out good methods to doing it Mm -hmm. and if a game comes out that supports ray tracing on both cards, mm-hmm. right, from AMD and NVIDIA, as long as the developers did a good job implementing ray tracing support yeah. for both, 
it performs about the same. And optimizing and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So games like Tomb Raider runs about the same, but games like Control, which is an NVIDIA-sponsored title, runs way better on NVIDIA than it does on AMD hardware. Yeah. Reason being is that they probably had zero, put zero effort into the AMD uh, Uh, version of ray tracing and didn't optimize it at all. Like, it's like half the performance, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's such a weird thing that a GPU would... I mean, it makes sense that they're like, oh, we're going to sponsor this game because we think it's going to do mm-hmm. well, and then we want people to play this game but also buy our graphics cards oh, that are going like to work better. it's just like the Quake 3 bullcrap that happens. No, I know. It's it like- makes it makes sense. It's just annoying because it's like G-Sync and FreeSync and all that stuff. It's just another, hey, we have this tech that's proprietary, yeah. and what can we do to make people want to use it, our stuff versus their stuff? I get it. Right. It's just as a it's consumer, who can throw around more money to developers. As, as a consumer, basically, if you haven't learned this after listening to two hours of this show, as a consumer, you just lose. It doesn't matter. You just you just lose. You lose. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I really want to play Control, but I have an AMD card. It runs like crap. And then you go play another game that runs good on your AMD, and then Dirt Five. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. And then whoever which is sponsored N- by amd yeah and then you have an nvidia card and you're like man i want to play dirt and control what do i do swap out my graphics card <laughs> right exactly yeah. that's the thing that sucks about it is it, it when titles are sponsored by an individual company it's it's a sure sign that if you have the opposite company you're probably going to have worse performance now it doesn't mean that the game is going to be unplayable it just means that you're losing out on t- maybe 20 to 30 percent more that's a little harsh at Dude. least with ray tracing, it makes sense twenty to thirty percent. But I would say, on average, if you're if you're not using ray tracing, it's like maybe ten percent better FPS on whoever sponsored it. So like SLI and Crossfire, which is basically the is dead now. Is dead. The thing you use in dual or triple video cards, whatever. Yeah. Because the current cards are so strong that you are powerful, I guess, or uh, you don't really need that anymore, and it's kind of dead. Mm-hmm. But what if you got the SLI connector, the Crossfire connector, solder them together, put a 3090 and a 6900 XT in one computer. What do you think? think what if I told you you can do that? Oh, that's scary. That's a scary thought. So you don't you don't need to use like a connector for them. Uh-huh. You can just plop both of those bad boys in your mm-hmm. system. And because of like newer versions of DirectX mm-hmm. and Vulkan. Yeah. You can do that. So you can you just tell it which which uh GPU to use to render the game. Well see, perfect. There's a solution. You only spend four thousand dollars in graphics cards instead of two thousand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also a beefier power supply. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And your electric bill is an extra eight hundred dollars exactly month. <laughs> and you yeah. and you uh, transform it on the right, street because exploded. It's not like the one graphics card that's not being used isn't drawing power. It's still yeah. drawing power even though it's not doing anything. I've just ever I mean I wonder if everyone's ever done that. I'm sure people have done that for experiment. Oh yeah, it's it's been done before. I just uh, hardware unboxed gamers Nexus or Linus Tech Tips did a video on it where they'd put an Nvidia and an AMD graphics card in mm-hmm. the same computer. Yeah, see, I you can't that... render a game on both of them at the same time. Yeah, but, but you can like alternate. you can switch between it or yeah. tell it which parts to do what. Yeah, that's like. You're like, yeah, you want to see my graphics cards? You're like, oh, you have two? Like, I have one of both. <laughs> like, what? Oh, no. What fanboy are you? I'm all of them. 
I also have an I also have an Intel and a Ryzen processor in there. Dude, I just thought about that. What if it had a dual socket motherboard yeah. where you could put one or the other in? That'd be nutty. That would be cool. That would actually be a really cool PC of like a oh yeah, it's a hot swap PC sort yeah. of. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Crazy. We'll have to invent that. Exactly. Um. Okay. So yeah, you remember how I said that I thought the AMD version of Ray like tracing? ray tracing uh, gonna be not ray great. acceleration would yeah. be worse, right? Basically, what it came down to in simple terms is that the difference in performance or the difference that I thought would come from one version over the other version ended up not being a thing because they're both limited by the power budget the cards have. Okay. Okay. So think of it this way. If a card pulls 300 watts, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say we're using an NVIDIA card for that matter, right? It's going to have the the normal cores that you know run a game like they would normally run now mm-hmm. then they have the ray tracing specific section on on the gpu yeah. right if you're if you're not running ray tracing it's going to use 100% of the gpu right yeah. and it's going to use 300 watts to do that okay you turn on ray tracing it's now using some of that 300 watts Four. to then send to the ray tracing portion yeah. to render the rays now yeah. right so it takes performance away from the old way of rendering rasterization mm-hmm. and moves it towards ray tracing because it still has to fit in that 300 watt budget yeah it's not going to pull more watts when you start ray tracing yeah it's still going to use 300 watts because that's mm. what it's rated for yeah, right i got you so okay that's how nvidia works right simplified terms there's much more to it yeah but think of the amd version where every single core on the AMD GPU can either do rasterization, the old method, or it can do ray tracing, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. 300 watts on that, they're all being used for uh, for, um, rasterization, the old method, or some of them are uh, being used for ray tracing. They still have to fit into that 300 watt budget. You already have your upper limit, so you can't go past that. Exactly, exactly. So Mm. it's not taking performance away from anything because you're still getting the 300 watts worth of yeah. performance out of it whether it's using so, most set for ray tracing at the time or for rest exactly. whatever it is exactly hmm. so that i thought was there i i don't know why i was scared about it and i and i just didn't think about that is that like it's not going to use more. If it's rated for 300 watts, it can only use 300 watts. Well, it's like, hey, you're both. Yeah, you might have you might be changing certain things about software and different things you're doing. But if it's like, hey, I'm going to give you guys both $100 to go buy groceries. You're both going to come back with $100 worth of groceries. doesn't matter what they bought right. or how they got there or anything. You exactly. Know, you know what I mean? Exactly. That is exactly right. So both methods work in their own way. As long as devs spend the time, mm-hmm. then that's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I talked about that. So that's basically ray tracing, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it's, it's cool. It does make games look better if it's implemented well. Yeah. And it just depends on how well they implemented it. Yeah. If, you know, depending on like what card you have, like how well it's going to run. I have seen, I mean, I have seen some really cool clips and stuff of ray tracing, but maybe it's just because I'm older and I've been playing games or I'm cynical or I'm not sure why. But it's like, oh, that's a really cool clip. But in most... Is it worth losing 50% performance? No. One, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's only going to get better, right? So that's fine. Yeah. 
it's kind of like it's kind of like VR. Like VR is not in a terrible place right now because you have stuff like Half Life Alex and you have like Boneworks and like really cool games. Yeah. But it's not like so good that I'm like, oh, I need to get a VR headset. Like I can right. wait. I'll just right. it's just gonna get better, right? So yeah. I feel like ray tracing is in that part because the tech, even though the tech is old, how they're utilizing it in gaming is really cool. But I, it's really cool for me to like watch a fifteen or thirty second clip of somebody else doing it and yeah. paying you know fifteen hundred dollars for a graphics card. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'll just render. I'll render your ray tracing on my 1080 in YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of. I mean, depending on what you're playing, it's like even for something like Control that you know you've seen a lot of clips like, oh, she can like see a reflection and everything. It's like, yeah, this is a game where I'm like running around shooting stuff constantly, and it's like, yeah. how much of that experience am I getting? Like, I don't. Right. It doesn't really matter. It depends on the game that it gets put in. If it's a yeah. multiplayer game, it doesn't it's matter. Completely... Single player game, yeah. it's nice to have, but depending on the type of game it is, it may not be worth it. Yeah. And I'm a realist. I'd rather play at 144 FPS than exactly. at 60 and it'd be pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. True. One thing to look out for with ray tracing is that it's not only used for visuals. Okay. Because it's just shooting a ray out mm-hmm. from the camera, that can be used for anything. Oh. Right? So. If you think about it, so Returnal is a PS5 exclusive game. Yeah. They use the ray tracing capability of the PS5 to render sound. Mm -hmm. So instead of shooting a ray to find where the sun is and calculate Mm -hmm. anything based off the sun, right? It's shooting a ray out and bouncing it off of everything in the environment to -hmm. give more realistic sound. Sound. It's really cool. So it can do like reverberation Mm -hmm. from like a sound running through a small hallway or something Mm -hmm. like that it can do echoes like it can do all of that stuff without being faked and people who have played returnal with like headphones have said that it is one of the best sounding games ever made nice and um the hunt showdown Mm -hmm. actually uses a version of that for that's using software to render yeah the the, uh the audio ray tracing Hmm. so it's like it's it can be used in so many different applications. So it is really cool tech. It yeah. may not be fully utilized right now, but it it will be. You know, once people developers to, have their hands on it for a couple of years. Yeah, and people are trying to figure out how to best use it. And exactly. I think I mean everything new tech always takes a while. First iterations are always going to be rough. You know, they have to optimize yeah. it, which is like right. it's new tech. It's like why isn't it optimized yet? Yeah, well we just right. we just figured out how to do it. We just it, got bro. it. <laughs> We just yeah. got electricity. Relax. We'll make your iPad. Exactly. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. So then, okay. So if you're using ray tracing, right? We've already said it tanks performance. What mm-hmm. can you use to get that performance back? Well, both companies now have a way to upscale an image from a lower resolution image, okay. right? So if you want to play at 4K, there are methods now to render a... 1440p or 1080p image mm-hmm. as a 4k image and trying to it tries to eliminate the blurriness mm-hmm. of the lower resolution okay right so it's a way to get more gain more fps because you turned on ray tracing mm-hmm. right <clears throat> so nvidia calls their version dlss mm-hmm. deep learning super sampling okay right so what it does is it uses the ai chip that's on your graphics card right because they sold that to data centers for whatever reason and then you just got it on your chip and they're like what can we use it for well we can use it to ai upscale images i'm like sweet cool so basically what it does is 
they train the AI algorithm on a bunch of different images and they train it so that it can have a wide variety of data Mm -hmm. to then figure out how to upscale an image perfectly. Okay. Right. And it uses AI to do that. The tech techniques behind it are way past me. (laughs) Right. But basically the more data you give an AI to to figure Mm -hmm. out something, the faster and better it will do it. Okay. Right. So they have a bunch of different methods for that. It hooks into the game. Like developers have to, uh, implement it deep okay. into the engine uh, of the game so that it gets a ton of different motion vectors and it gets like previous frame data and basically give it all the data in the world and it will present you an almost perfect like native image from mm-hmm. a lower resolution like mm-hmm. DLSS is very very good I gotcha. but it wasn't always good the first version of DLSS, the one that launched back in 2018, mm-hmm. was disgusting. <laughs> like, if you zoomed in on it, it looked like somebody just smeared Vaseline all over the screen. Like, it wasn't good at all. And Motion. it took them about a year and a half to two years to come out with DLS- DLSS 2.0, which completely removed that, like, painterly, like, yeah. smeary look to it. And in, like, newer versions of DLSS 2.0, like, to it, 2.2 mm-hmm. and and whatnot as long as the game implements it well in my opinion sometimes it looks better than the native image because games will use taa which is yeah. an anti-aliasing solution which kind of blurs the image mm-hmm. and dlss will end up sharpening it because it like figures out how things are actually supposed to look hmm. so it's like so dlss dlss from one to two is basically like hey we turned off motion blur yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. We f- we figured out how to oh turn off motion God, blur. That's what it was the whole time. I knew we were exactly. Trying, I was going to go to options first <laughs> when you start up a game, boys. Yeah. So that's what DLSS is. It's it, it is a black box though. Like yeah. how it works and stuff like that is not public. Magic, basically. That's what Nvidia wants it to be. Basically, yeah. people want people. They just want people to know that their graphics cards are magic. Magic. So that's DLSS 2.0, right? It's really, really good technology. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this is the number one reason to get an RTX card so that okay. you can get a card that supports DLSS because you need that AI component on the chip to use DLSS. You can't use it on older cards. Only cards that have uh, RTX in, in the, the naming scheme. Okay, I gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. I got, no, I'm done. So with DLSS... That's an NVIDIA only thing. And now AMD is so just like the ray tracing thing, they each have to have their own freaking thing because nobody can use their own. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So annoying. So the nice thing about the ray tracing thing is that both of them use the standards in DirectX 12 and Vulkan for ray tracing. Okay. So it is technically a standard, but it's implemented differently for both of them. So it still needs developer like intervention to have it in the game. Yeah, same. They're both using Windows. They just have to do different yeah. drivers. <laughs> yeah. So then AMD needed a competition or a competitor to DLSS, right? They needed some way to gain more performance back when turning on ray tracing. Yeah. Their approach was completely completely different from NVIDIA, though. They mm-hmm. wanted a method that you could use on any graphics card, NVIDIA cards included, mm-hmm. that was open source and you could use it on previous generation cards as well. 
because they just wanted to make a technology that everybody would use, every game would implement, something that was super easy for developers mm-hmm. to use so they would use it. They wanted to flood the market with this tech, right? And uh, AMD calls it FSR. I forget what the acronym free, is. Free Sync Resolution. No, it's something super resolution. Uh, I, I forget exactly what it is. Freaking super resolution. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So basically what FSR does is it's not the end goal is the same of of trying to make a lower resolution look better at a higher resolution, but it does it completely differently. So some people will argue that it's not the same technology as DLSS, but the end result is the same. So that's why we're comparing it. Yeah. FSR, what it does is it looks for edges on the image. Mm hmm. And it tries to smooth out that edge to make it look higher resolution, right? Hmm. The problem is, is that FSR works at the end of the frame being rendered. So once Uh, the frame is completely rendered, that's when FSR kicks in and it basically like smooths out lines to make them sharper at higher resolutions. Kind of like an anti-aliasing, right? But it's just really, really good at, at doing edges of stuff so the problem is go ahead so for instance like if you're playing a video game and you're looking at a piece of paper or text on it you might grab the piece of paper and you can kind of see words and stuff and you pick it up and get it closer and it just gets sharper more clear as it gets closer to you sort of yeah the downside to this solution is that it doesn't do anything for the surface area of objects okay what's inside the edges right yeah so you pick up that piece of paper okay Mm -hmm. the edges of the piece of paper where the Mm -hmm. where the the paper meets stuff in the background super sharp yeah right it's not blurry at all but the text on Mm -hmm. the paper the the texture on the paper right the stuff that some artists like went in and like painted up and whatnot and, and put on that paper object that's still blurry i gotcha so that's the problem. It's just outlining. <laughs> it's basically just outlining, but it's really, really good at it, yeah. right? So that's the that's the thing that a lot of reviewers are like taking issue with is that like, dang, if this just had some way to make the the textures inside an object look sharper at high resolution instead of, instead yeah. of retaining the blurriness of the lower resolution, if it just had that, it would be on par with DLSS. Mm-hmm. And, and well, it probably, in my opinion, would be better because it's open source. And they're trying to do it for everything. Exactly. Exactly. The problem is because they're trying to go open source and because they're trying to, to make it really easy for devs to put it in is that it does all of its, all of its stuff at the end of the frame rendering. Whereas yeah. DLSS is like halfway in between the, the render pipeline for the frame. Like so it gets a it. ton of data from what's happening on screen yeah whereas fsr is just like hey whatever was rendered we'll like try to fix it up right yeah if if fsr had some way to learn from previous frames at the minimum Mm -hmm. some some type of like temporal solution to it same thing as taa basically if it had some component like that it would probably be able to figure out what the inside of objects are and and sharpen them in some way yeah but it doesn't have that, and if they did add that, it wouldn't be as easy for devs to put into their games. It doesn't which have sucks. that yet. Correct. This is version one of FSR, and if version one of FSR 
is better than version one of DLSS, that's a great start. We have some hope. And that's where we currently are. We have some hope. That's good. Yeah. The problem that we all have, and we keep saying in this episode, is that all these things are great for the four people that have these series of graphics (laughs) cards. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that's very, very true. I actually called Dakota short story at the end of this. I called Dakota uh two days ago because my CPU fan, my I have a Ryzen 7 2700X, my CPU fan, the Rate Spire cooler, the best cooler stock cooler I've ever had. <laughs> the fan, the fan died on it. So I went like bought, two years after you got it. I bought my computer 2018. So it's been about three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. So like that sucks, but it's like it's that's also not long. It's not. And I don't know why. I don't know. Karma, probably. Yeah. Also, I know is that I didn't touch it. I went out of town. I came back. It just broken. So I don't I know. Dude, what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, with that being said, I went and bought a new cooler. And when I was at, I went to Best Buy because they had the same cooler that I that I wanted. Uh, Hyper 212, of course, because that's everyone. Everyone that's not using yeah. Noctua or whatever uses that. So <laughs> I saw a graphics card at Best Buy and I was like, holy crap, there's a graphics card here. This is crazy. That's not yeah. a uh, 1030 or a 710. Yeah. Um, and it was a 3080? 3080 Ti. Ti. And I was like, whoa, this is probably like a bajillion dollars. <laughs> and so I saw the price and it was like $2,050. And so I called Dakota and I was just like, hey, there's a graphics card here that's $2,000. Is it supposed to be two thousand dollars? He's like, no, it's supposed to be like twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, I've just never seen like it's been so long since I've actually seen a graphics. I've never card. seen one in the wild. <laughs> I've seen so apparently the only graphics card I've seen recently is uh that and at Micro Center I saw a sixty nine hundred XT like Liquid Devil and I was like, oh, that looks yeah. really cool. And it's like, yeah, that's twenty five hundred dollars. And I was like, yeah. That's a thousand dollars. Like who, supposed to be. I'm just like I don't know who's the who's the target audience. Who's dropping like two three G's on a graphics card, bro? Dude, people are paying that amount of money, and I'm sorry, but if you pay that amount of money, it does not matter your situation. You are the reason the prices are the way they are. Yeah. If you didn't buy cards at that price, they would be forced to drop their price. Well, yeah, and it's it's just crazy. And I get it. You build a new computer, your graphics card died. Whatever the situation. Yeah. Don't buy new cards at that price. Buy a used card yeah. for cheaper. And and then the prices will drop and then you can buy a new card. Yeah, exactly. And then you could sell your used card again. Exactly. All right, let's finish this up. Finishing it up with two sentences for each company. NVIDIA has a more mature ray tracing and upscaling technology, but their memory sizes on their new cards is way too low for the money, in my opinion. Ray tracing requires a lot of VRAM and eight gigabytes for a high-end card. Not enough. No boy, no. AMD has uh, competitive tech to what NVIDIA has, but it needs time to mature, right? Because it's brand new. These cards are six months old, Mm -hmm. seven months old at this point, basically. Um, But every single one of their cards does have more VRAM to spare, which is kind of future-proofing it, Mm -hmm. especially when you take into account um, what happened with the Fury situation, where four gigabytes is not enough. It doesn't matter how fast it is doesn't matter what kind of technology is in that memory you need more vram regardless yeah so in my opinion the 6000 series from amd is going to last longer in the long run than yeah uh, whatever the yeah. the heck because the 30 series from nvidia because don't they <laughs> don't there's some of their cards are like 16 gigs or like 24 gigs of vram uh-huh 
16 gigs. It's crazy. It sounds crazy. 16 gigs versus 10 gigs on on the $1,200 GPU. It sounds from... crazy, but that should be the norm now. Because yeah. more VRAM is going to just be better for gaming in the future, especially at higher yes. resolutions and stuff. Yes, that's that's the thing. Like, cool, we have technology inside our GPUs that uses more VRAM, and we expect people to play at higher resolutions with these expensive graphics mm-hmm. cards. Let's only put 8 gigs on there. Yeah. What? Doesn't, doesn't make what is this, 2015? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, thank you for this episode. It has been super duper informative. This is yeah, way too long. Yeah, that's fine. This is usually the part of the show where I'm like, all right, John, where can people find us? But he's not here. So, all right, Jones, where can people find us? Uh, if you liked our content today, we post our con- uh, our new episodes every Monday at 7 Eastern time, 6 a.m. Yeehaw time, Texas time. Uh, if you really liked our content, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash PCMRcast or just search us up on there and we'll pop up. Um, we also have our own website. Guess what it is? It's PCMRcast.com. <laughs> um, we, have, we have Twitter, PCMRcast.com. We got Twitch. It's Wait. No, Twitter's not PCMRcast.com. It's just PCMRcast. It's just PCMRcast. <laughs> we got Twitch. We got YouTube. We got our Discord links on there. We got everything. If you if you've heard us say our name, you just Google it and you'll find all of our stuff. Um, also, Boom. at the bottom of our website, we do have a really cool contact form on there. If you don't want to join the Discord or you don't know what Discord is because you're completely new to all of this PC stuff, um, you can say, hey, I like the show. I don't like the show. Whatever is going on. Uh, fill that out and we will read it on the show if you want us to and that's a really cool thing we like getting fan mail or hate mail or whatever you want that's we do we haven't gotten it in a really long time most yeah. <laughs> it's it's i guess it's because we're doing pc stuff and we talk about the discord so much most of the yeah. time people literally just join the discord and then just talk to us there because it's like yeah it's so it's, much you, it's well it's also like <laughs> yeah you might get a response within like an hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and you True. also have like 20 people say like hi welcome to the discord yeah like, yeah that's crazy but yeah this was i've had a, i've had like two really long weeks at work and everything and this is a lot of stuff going this on this is the perfect episode to end that on yeah exactly. <laughs> end your week on <laughs> yeah i'm glad uh that we did this it's something that we've been not not like putting off but just trying to find a good spot to squeeze it in uh, thank you for doing this ton of this is a metric ton of work and uh no problemo exactly even i enjoy it uh, so what's uh other than your end thoughts you want to hear my end thoughts of what my my summary is of uh these gpu people um wafers are cool i still don't know how graphics cards are made but no matter what as a consumer we're still getting screwed <laughs>